Hey everybody, it's your old pals Chewy, Ian, and Ryan here to tell you about all the awesome shows from the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. That's right, you stupid motherfucker. Whoa, Chewy, that language isn't appropriate. If only there was some show where it was appropriate. Well, you're in luck, Go, because we've got a show every Friday called Stuff and Things, the podcast about everything and nothing at all. That sounds great, and there's all sorts of dirty language like that, like sailor talk? Absolutely. Great, so I can listen to that every Friday. Um, I wonder what other shows are on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. I know. How about Four Color Commentary? That's a show about comic books, right, guys? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Where me, Chewy, Ryan, and our buddy Alan all sit around and talk about comic books and cool stuff. That's every other Wednesday. We've also got another show. What's that one called, Ryan? It's called Super Action Bros. Oh, man. What's that about? It's about action movies from blockbuster to lackluster. That sounds pretty great. Chewie, what do you think about Super Action Bros? Yes. <laughs> Every Saturday. As you can see, it's nothing but rip-roaring excitement here at the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. All of our podcasts exclusively available at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. Yes. Now enough of our jibber-jabber. Let's get to a podcast, right? Yes. Hello, true believers, and welcome to Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. <coughs> I'm Alan. <laughs> I'm Chewy. I'm Ian. And I'm Ryan. Yay! <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> that was to... so energetic. Yeah. We we're so energetic for I this know, episode. Right? We, so, just had, we just had some tasty ham. We're ta- recording we had this some tasty on burgers. National Cheeseburger Day. So we had some tasty so, burgers before. Yeah. So we're I'm a little opening, lethargic while I'm the a delicious cheese and burger... I'm having a delicious Coca-Cola product. I uh, I heard mm-hmm. that like meat doesn't actually get digested; it just kind of rots in your stomach. Oh, that sounds nice. about right. That's beautiful. That sounds pretty metal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. Uh, okay. Hey, you know, Rot World. <laughs> that's true. That's like, a comic reference. Animal Man. That's a book that we read on the show. Yeah. What was? Well, well, sort of. Animal Man. We didn't yeah, actually yeah, get to Rot World in Animal Man. I mean, no, uh, we got there, but we didn't actually well, say what it was. So this is a comic book podcast. If you are listening, yeah, to welcome. Time. If this is your first time, if you're if you're new to uh, being a four color cadet, welcome. If you are returning four color cadet, salute you and welcome back. Um, so. A couple things to get out of the way before we get started in the show. Um, if this is your first time listening to us, uh, there is a couple things that we do here that is special and neat. But we, for, before we get to that and kind of give you the format of the show, uh, we have some business to get through. So there are a couple ways you can reach out to us if you like what we do. Way number one, we do have a website, uh, fourcolorpodcast.com. And there you can do all the following things I'm about to tell you that you can do. Thing number one you can do is... Follow us and subscribe to us on iTunes so you can actually uh, subscribe to our show so you get the podcast in your mobile device, your iPhone, your iPad, your Android, your tablet, whatever it may be that you use every single other week that we record it. Uh, you can also leave us a review there. We do appreciate the reviews. We read them on the show. I know we're up to 10 now. Uh, wow. We got some stars. We're a five-star podcast right now. 
The so way. only one three-star review. Oh, man. I know who did that, and I know you don't listen, but whatever, man. Somebody's <laughs> got to take us down a notch. I know. Yeah. Um, so, let's, uh, be, let's be real. It's probably better that we had be real. one Someone's got to take Alan down a notch. So if you have any negative reviews, please post them about Alan. It's really not hard to do, you guys. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously. Alan said a word I don't like, and then Alan will beat himself up and hit himself <laughs> in the air. Why can't I be good on the show? Yeah. Batman's great. He's yeah. great. He's great. Fantastic. Alan's great, too, yep. though. Uh, Moving forward. Jury's still out, last I checked. Um, oh. <laughs> no, we all love Alan. Because we have to. Um, so, <laughs> moving forward, though, uh, you can also reach out to us via email. We do have an email address. Um, it's fourcolorpodcast at gmail.com. So, we do have some emails and some responses on Twitter as well. We also have a Twitter account. Uh, it's at fourcolorpod. Uh, and we actually will read those later on in the show in our back matter section. It's our mailbag area, too. So, we'll get to that. Um, we can all, you can also reach out to us there, though. You can also reach out to us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page with a big thumbs up. Um, and we also also, and our newly blossoming Instagram. We also have an Instagram account. I was just going to mention that. Uh, it's at Four Color Pod on Instagram. So you can follow us there. We're putting some pictures up um, as we go. Yeah. Um, and I believe that's it. Oh, you can also listen to uh, more of our podcasts. We're part of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. You can listen to more of those uh, at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. So that's enough of the business. Let's get into uh, the podcast. So before we get started and tell you about the show, we want to tell you about who you're going to be spending your time with. It is a long, 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 long show sometimes. So sometimes we want to, I mean, sometimes in this case means all the time. So, <laughs> so we want to make sure you know who sometimes you're investing it's your time. less than two hours. Yeah, hey, sometimes. Look at it this way. We are covering people's commute to work. Then from work, that's then true. the next day to work that's again, true. and then probably from work as See? well. Well, go. it depends where you drive from. It's true. It's true. If you mean, walk to work, this doesn't work. LA, but maybe you're doing like maybe you're doing episode. chores around the house. Maybe you're walking the dog. You know, some stuff you can do. Um, but we want to let you know who you'll be spending your time with, especially if it's your first time with us. So we like to go around the circle and introduce us to you. So starting number one alphabetically is Alan. Alan, tell us about you and who you is. Hey, hey, I uh, is the number one. I wish I, I I wish I knew rap lyrics. I'm sure there's something I could just go off on, but alas. <laughs> I am, entertaining. I am Caucasian to a special degree. Um, that being said, uh, I have that doesn't mean white people can't listen to rap. And I'm going to stop talking. Uh, <laughs> just, just <laughs> chewy. Uh, my name is Alan, and I read a lot of stuff. Uh, when it comes to the podcast, I'm mainly the guy bringing web comics and manga. However, uh, I have a special affinity for art and art direction, being an aspiring artist myself. My name is Chewy, and. Um I like uh, things that are very calm, uh, things that are very peaceful. Um, and guys, do you know where Chewy is? Because there's a stranger in here. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Chewy. I like face punching, gut slashing, blood drenching, metal comics. Did you come up with that on the spot? Yes. That was actually kind of impressive. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Basically, metal if it's, comic if, seems like it would be like really. If you, if you read the comic and you're like, whoa, that was pretty metal. That's what I like. Wouldn't a gold violin weigh hundred, a couple hundred pounds be impossible to play? It sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Hello, my name is Ian. Um, I like all sorts of comics, but I mostly tend to gravitate towards anything with superheroes with capes and tights and punching people in the face, uh, especially if you're Batman. He's my favorite. But I am Surprise. the kind of guy... You know what, Alan? I didn't interrupt you during yours. <laughs> no, that wasn't Alan. That was me. <laughs> was that guy those? over there. I didn't say it, it was that God, guy. Why do over we have there. so many? Like, what would we have so, so many, many weird people walking around in here right now? <laughs> we have so many I don't like know. Audit- auditory doppelgangers. <laughs> anyway. what, what, 
What is that? Huh? <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, the magic of radio, <laughs> old timey oh, radio. Guys, okay. I'm done with this podcast. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> Where did Ian like go? Oh, hey, I guess Hold he's on. not coming back. Okay, oh, I just ran back here. Whew, it's so okay. tiring. Um, it's so yeah, so I uh, actually kind of like comics, all sorts of comics though. Uh, so I will find something I like in every book that I read. Hi, I'm Ryan. Hi, Ryan. I'm glad I'm the only one in this room anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah that works. Uh, I like comic books. Uh, I like comics as art. Comics as literature. I like uh, fun stuff and science fiction and things that are good for kids and things that are entertaining. I uh, It turns out that I have a very specific style of art that I tend to bring. It tends to be stuff with flat colors and stuff with very strong black borders. Uh, yes. So that's me. All right, I like you. So I like you too. I think you can stay. I almost I made think, the I, I almost made good. the nutshell the nutshell joke. This is me in a nutshell, but I, no. I decided not to. <laughs> that was old. I'm in a nutshell. That was old. How did when I they get made in it. this nutshell? That was old when they made it. on yeah. Austin Powers and that movie's like 20 years old. How old is that movie? No, it's too old. 20 years old yet. It's I don't think it's definitely, 20. It's definitely over 10. So definitely almost it's like 15 years old. 16 years old. It's, it's like there. 99. It's like right? fi- no, it's 15 years old. It's coming out in 99. So it's so 15 that, years yeah, old. 15 years old. There wow. you go. There you um, go. It can drive a car. <laughs> can it? Not um, well, not with yeah. anybody else. And you have to have somebody that's over 26 yeah, or some okay, arbitrary anyway, number. So, uh, the they could drive a forklift. Hey, Ian, what, what are the sections, of, the sections of this show that we talk about? Well, first section is the car driving movie where we talk about a movie that can operate an automobile. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch that well, movie. Well, mark that right off the list. <laughs> Moving forward, what's the so, next section? There are four sections of our show. That car driving automobile part was a ruse, a clever a clever lie. That's where um, we got the title of the episode from. Yes. <laughs> um, so there are four sections of our show, just like there are four of us. Uh, section number one of our show is Here's My Issue, where each of us bring a comic that we've all read and prepared ahead of time. So we bring it, make everybody else read it, and then we come together and talk about it. Uh, part number two of the show is First Prince, where we read a comic book or a run or a graphic novel, something Something that is super important, we feel, or something that's good if you're just getting into comics, um, or something that if you're like, I want to read something different. Well, first prints. Sometimes they're old books, sometimes they're new books, kind of go all over the map. Uh, part number three of the show is the four color character compendium. Uh, in that part of the show, we talk about uh, different comic book characters, heroes, villains, creators, um, all sorts of different ones. So uh, we do talk about that quite a bit there and kind of give you some ideas about who they are, you know, people, whatever they are, maybe that, that week. Anyway, that was I kind of lost myself there. But anyway, uh, part number four of the show is always like any comic book we end is with back matter, which is like general comic book chat. We get where you read your letters, emails, tweets, whatever it may be. So that is the show. That is us. So now we begin with here's my issue. So yeah, as we like to say on the show, uh, somebody always draws the short straw and begins to um, begins the, the here's my issue section and this time it was me i drew the short straw so yeah. in our new let's, tradition let's you literally so ryan draw an actual short straw. yes ryan last time drew a physical short straw because we always were joking to alan about drawing short straws so i drew a short straw it's not a drinking straw uh, but it's a piece of straw uh, and i drew it that's adorable. actually pretty good like, yeah, that's that's not bad it's a piece of straw although i straw wheat that was straw wheat. is straw wheat it's not really straw? my style i don't think that i would use that style necessarily. like it's nice for somebody else yeah that's really good yeah like no it's that. not really my kind of straw you know what ryan thank you i appreciate your opinion and i won't be mad about it at all and i know this joke will now die because i responded in the positive and appreciate your feedback yeah, it's a joke never will never die because i have a i have a sensitive <laughs> a joke will ego. never die 
joke like existed before this podcast and it yes, will it exist did. afterwards. It's true. Um, anyway, though, I did bring a book. I brought a book called Fatherhood. Um, it is a one shot comic. What um, a joke. Written by. No, tri- just and, and what's great in there about this <laughs> there is jokes. all of the creators and the colorists and the letter and the de- designer, all of it, the publisher, everything is right here in the beginning. So I'll have a really easy time tweeting this out um but it was written by uh ryan k Lindsay, uh, artist by uh, daniel schneider i'm gonna go to that uh colorist yep. paulina gochelle i'm gonna read them all uh letterer brandon destefano De uh designer christopher kosek and publisher of course also ryan ferrier it's a one-shot comic ryan ferrier uh he wrote uh dave didn't he I, no uh, is that is that yeah this, yep, is that's it? true hey you know what? We're, getting, we're giving you more love ryan yeah. we're giving you more, more love a little more a little more love, love. love. not if, me though different. Bit, if that's okay <laughs> different ryan no. ryan ferrier i believe this is the same gentleman who wrote dave um yeah i'll, I'll look into that while we talk about the comic though um right. so uh it's about a father uh who will do anything to get a doll it's very jingle all the way ask which i love right <laughs> if ryan, if ryan is it. listening that is not meant as a jab i love that movie to but the it's like if jingle all the way m- met uh, <laughs> if like jingle all the way met a film we're not good at that that is no, you should, no, we, we are not good at that yeah. oh the turbo man doll <laughs> there you go right. <laughs> the turbo man they're all gone uh, bad. Why was? Why did he become like Brooklyn Jewish? Because I didn't want to shout. Hold on, let he me was move the, the governor. He was the governor of the state. Ryan got a diploma. Oh yeah, my diploma signed state. by him. Just so he could have a diploma signed by the Terminator. That's true. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much Jingle All the. What if Jingle All the Way turned Lucky. into a, a, a film noir? at the end uh so that's the idea behind the comic so it's a one-shot thing so there's there's no more to it that i know but i want to hear what you guys thought of the book what do you think ryan your father you go first I, yeah ryan go first. i read You're this i'm dad, like i bet ian so, picked this because um, i'm a dad yeah yeah i did there i have two takes on this book okay mm-hmm. um one take, take one. is that it's pretty funny you know it, it's sort <laughs> of taking a taking a it, it's the the classic melodrama thing taking something that should be sort of silly and lighthearted and putting you know a lot of emotional weight and stuff behind it and, and it's I, I like i like the the part where he is sort of like ineffectual and and can't do anything right and then he puts the hat on and the narration switches and now he's this noir guy who kills people for action figures or whatever <laughs> uh and, I, and so i like that part i thought it was, and I thought it was pretty entertaining and the, the art's really good it, it it works it's um I, I like the colors on it the colors are the the palette limits itself when it needs to, but then to ramp up the chaos, it it ramps up the color, um, and then takes it back down when when he goes into noir. You can tell suddenly the complete the comic completely changes and it's and it's shot sort of like a noir. You know everything is yeah. is blues Blue. and blues yeah. except for the except for the slap which is orange and the <laughs> blood which is red and stuff like that. The um, toy's so hard you you'd kill it? for it. I think it's like you know, Ian, as far Polly. as as far as I can recall right now, this is the second book you brought almost almost about being a dad. Because mm. you also brought um that also had a very blue palette. Uh, what was it? The Dean something Crip terrible. Book. Oh, I yeah. something yeah. terrible. Yeah. Which is very yeah. So I'm wondering that, that you, well, was kind of about being. Do a you dad. have something to announce? No, I don't. Are I'm you not sure? A, I'm not. I'm you don't not, have anything no, no. happening anytime in the next couple months? <laughs> no, no, no. Sure, that's far, far away. Okay, just making sure. That being said. I had no idea. What the, I went into this book totally blind, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, great. It's called Fatherhood. I'm sure this will apply to me directly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's see what goes on. Because I kind of expect it to be like Why something terrible, to be honest. Why turn into a robot? Um, <laughs> um, and so, uh, uh, <laughs> offspring. Um, and so I started reading it, and uh, I'm like, okay, uh, okay. Oh, I get it. And then I kind of see where it went from there. Um I, I kind of like, I kind of liked it, but at the same time, I thought it was kind of like, uh, 
overly heavy. I, yeah. I, I did, mm-hmm. Because I went into it blind and I didn't know what to expect. I'm, I'm not sure. But now that I think about it, it makes a lot more sense. Um, the story is... is if, it's not cute like in in content yeah, but no. the, the concept is cute like this dad goes on like this it kind starts of, off being very cute yeah and then takes a dark turn and then it's like. a very dark turn but it's it's still cute in the sense that like this dad would you know go out and beat up truck drivers for a doll for his and daughter murder them <laughs> and, and it's, it's cute in the sense that like you know he loves his daughter so much and that's all he ever talks about is is getting this for her because he takes care of her and she wants her to be happy which is really nice um and it's just like it's really it's a really interesting concept um and overall i enjoyed it uh i mean i thought it was i thought it was pretty cool the art is nice and and the paneling is pretty cool as well um and like the way ryan said the the way the color switches to, to show the two modes was was really interesting um yeah i don't know i i guess i didn't connect with it but that being said it was still it was still a good story I'm, i i liked where it went i liked the fact that basically right off the bat um, I was like, "Hey, Edward Norton's in this book," <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I mean that as a compliment because I really, really like Edward Norton as an actor. Um, so that was kind of cool. I was like, "Oh man, I feel like I'm watching Ed Norton." Film. I thought Krieger was in the book, but that was me. Krieger, <laughs> that would be a much different book. That's but, an Archer reference for those of you who are, yeah. don't pick that up. Yeah, I I was reading that. I was like, "Oh, Jingle All the Way with Ed Norton." All right, all right, I'm I'm into this. And then you this know, it's kind of like an Ed Norton movie would end up too. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. And, and anyways, um, so he puts on the hat, and I'm like, "All right, cool." I kind of thought that we're gonna be like, he's gonna try to be like slick and smooth and like wheel and deal and like you know pull a little heist and be like, "Oh man, I got away with it." And stuff like that. <laughs> but then no, and so, and like he, it wasn't like, first of all. The first guy that he talks to is like, oh, I'm here to fix the locks or whatever. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Let's him in. Okay, fine. The second guy who's opening the boxes where he's like, excuse me, sir. Yeah. And then he's like, who are you? And he's just like, me? And then the guy takes the box cutter and tries to kill him. We just to like defend himself. Well, well, I mean, he didn't, we didn't see Ed Norton pull any funny business with okay, him. Okay. No, but if somebody just said in me. like a fedora and a trench coat approached you in a dark back room yeah, I, and I, and you don't know who it is, would you not reach for something? Like, I don't know. I saw it differently. Cause he's already holding the box cutter when the guy comes into the thing. I think he's just standing there with, with the box cutter, like probably not even thinking about oh, it, okay. but our character is thinking like, Oh, he's got a box cutter. Yeah. I got to disarm him. I just thought it was pretty metal that a guy who's like in uh, a a packing person, a shipping guy at a toy store, he was just mm-hmm. like, "This is my one moment for glory." I'm gonna. Ki-. That's the way I interpreted so it you- as being metal, and uh-huh. I was like, "That's pretty rad." But then he's just like, "Nope, not gonna happen." And just like smacks him down. So I just in the name was- of his daughter, that I, was awesome. I, right. I interpret this end of the book very. Do- I, w- I want to know what your guys' interpretation is when that switch happens. Because to me, here's what I noticed, and there's a couple subtle things. I think that the way what we're seeing here is not, in my brain, is not literally what's happening. Uh-huh. It's what he sees in his head, what he th- okay. makes it to be. There's a couple clues I think that give that away to me. Okay. Number one, the the um, the dialogue boxes change. Yeah, they they change mm-hmm. to paper. Uh, yeah, like it's a letter written, as if he's yeah. writing his, this this story as he sees it. Now, I'm not saying these people don't get hurt or get beat up. Obviously, at the very end, he's beat up, but. 
is it specifically happening in this way where it makes him look heroic? Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe that uh, to me, it's, well, it's I the, mean, the, the, the switch has, the has, has turned off. You say it makes him look heroic, but at the same time, he went to a thing like after hours to steal something and ready to like take out sure. anyone who got in his way. Sure. So I guess it depends but, on but, what you define they, as but, heroic. But he paints himself in that I have a hat now. I'm the heroic kind yeah, of almost like, like Heisenberg. Like, yeah. It's That's like this Heisenberg is my character. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing I like too is this one panel. It's later on where he's talking. He goes, "I prefer to do this easily and quickly." I uh, I want uh, all I want is what I and that has want crossed out and it says need. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love that. Uh, well, that's, I want no. Need. When I was reading this, because when I was reading this, I thought mm, that's that's really that's really cool. By the way, yes, that same person who did who did Dave or D four V. I didn't ask mm-hmm. him. Uh, he wrote I'm us sure an email, which we'll talk about later. But I'm going to write him an email saying we're reading. Dude, another you one know what? Well, if he you, he, if he published it. He's not the writer of this one. Yeah. Once he, he puts challenger comments. Once uh, he puts. He, the, hold on! Hold on! Should we have something to say? Once he puts the hat on, uh-huh. if you start reading it in your head as Heisenberg, <laughs> like no, no, like like seriously, just read a couple lines. It makes like a I've whole lot of sense. Oh, yo, what is wrong with you? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, Alan, Alan, you watched Breaking Bad either, have you? Uh, I have not watched it, <sighs> but I know I know who Heisenberg is. Yeah, Anyways, but Walter White. I think it's like it's it's crazy. Here's the thing: I'm not a father, so Clearly. I don't I don't I don't yeah, obviously not. <laughs> um. So I don't know the lengths to which someone would go for something like this. You know what I mean? We saw, we're joking about it with like Jingle All the Way. But like we hear the stuff in the news of like those parents that like, you know, like they, they trampled this person trying to get, mm-hmm. you know, the Furby back in the day when Furbies uh, were. Right, like, yeah. You know, like people get trampled for this stuff. So it's like, I wonder, you know, what it is that's, that, what is that switch in in a person's brain that goes off that allows them to take extreme measures for something like we're saying that it should be kind of a mundane thing mm-hmm. you know where this comic could have gone very differently it could have been you know someone saying oh man you know they didn't have it so he tried for three months and he went and he like spent five hundred dollars to get this doll and well, she got the doll and i would do me- anything for my kid they kind of put it in the other sense of like i would literally do anything for my kid mm-hmm. and that helped me to kind of see a little bit better through that lens of a parent, you mm-hmm. know, that I don't have any insight into otherwise. Should we let me explain uh, yeah. evolutionary family hierarchy and the <laughs> economical uh, societal pressures on the so family? So you can get this comic on comics. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I could. We can spend the whole two hours talking about this. Oh, I swear, Alan. Oh, I'm sorry. We have to move on. Thank you so much. Actually, I wanted to talk. So I so I said that there was like two different ways to take this, and I and I talked about the one way. Uh, the other way is is I am the only one in the room uh, right now who is actually a father. Yeah. Uh, and so there as was... As far as we know. As far as you know. Um, as far as I know. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> That's not weird at all. Um, Just saying. I, there was a, there's a level on I don't on know what you guys this... get up to on the weekends. <laughs> Thanks, Just Alan. saying. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Classic Alan. <laughs> Chewie's got a... Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. Do action figures count? <laughs> Because oh, in okay. Ian, well, uh, how many, how many, how many time travel and time travel devices in your room do you have to have? Uh, quite a few. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do have toys in my room. Sorry, <laughs> I have a pretty rad Swamp Thing figure. No, I was gonna say you have a lot of Tardises and a lot of, of DeLoreans. Hey, they are action figures and they are posed and they are not moving from. They're those collectibles. Spots. Yeah, right. they collectibles. In action, right. action collectibles. Um, <laughs> in action figures. One, one of them, uh, some of them are Legos. Let's be honest. It's true. It's an interlocking brick system. How many Legos do you have? Even if you didn't have kids, you'd still have Legos. <laughs> Hundreds. <I'm, laughs> the way I use it, it's not a toy. It's a very complex interlocking brick system. There you go. All right. Lego <laughs> movie reference. Um, uh, so, but. 
but there's a, there's a there's an element to me as a as a dad that this book sort of bugs me because and and it I don't know there's sort of the 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 contention or the I don't know the the thought that like being a good parent is getting the stuff that your kids want but that's not it at all being a good parent is spending time with your kids it's it's investing in them investing in their lives and so like what he's doing is the opposite of being a good parent. He's getting put away for however long because he's, he got his daughter, this doll. And yeah, that's a great token of, of, you know, of expressing that he cares about her. But really, if he cared about her, you know, he would, you know, they would go on daddy daughter dates and they would go do fun stuff together. And it's, and it, it bothers me that this is sort of like, this is clearly not the only place where this sort of concept is articulated. And I feel like it's in a lot of media. And I feel like the way that America treats dads in parenthood is like is wrongheaded and i think that this sort of continues to push that and it just I, bugs me a little bit i have things to say about that but i'm gonna let alan i, say I think that first. we might be on the same wavelength i'm not okay so uh you're totally right however mm-hmm. you do have to take into account and i can't really speak from experience maybe you guys can't because i don't know but um when You'll notice in the beginning of the book, it obviously the the parents had kind of a yeah in mutual you know uh, mm-hmm. split up. When it comes to that, and as far as I because I have lots and lots of friends whose parents are divorced, uh, you know obviously the parents will compete in some yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to this particular father figure who has been exiled from his his daughter's life seemingly mm-hmm. um, and thought to be a, a bad guy, he's probably seeking some uh, uh, some uh, redemption. He's probably yeah. seek, harboring some anger uh, against his former spouse, and he probably uh, is going on the hope of uh, just making his daughter happy because it seems like theoretically he's got he's sitting in the chair in the beginning and he's got bills that he's like sorting through obviously his life isn't going super great his daughter being the one thing so while yes i totally agree with with what you were saying is what i was jokingly saying to to chewy but only half jokingly the economical and social uh, sociological pressures on on parents to make their kids happy and be you know keeping up with the johnsons Mm -hmm. or whatever it is that's definitely at play but also you have to keep in mind that with uh with a family divided uh there will be those sort of back and forth between the parents in order to kind of stay in favor with the child if Mm -hmm. nothing else to you know spite the other one but like i said i can only somewhat talk to that um, that being said, it's probably a little heavy for this particular book, but you do <laughs> no, have to factor I, I that in. I think that's relevant. I think yeah, it's yeah. extremely relevant. Yeah, no, I think it is. Okay. What, what I wanted to say is basically that, you know, it, obviously he's exiled. So it, it's one of those things where we might say, well, you know, why not like, you know, work out? It's, there are situations in which um, I, I know people, uh, unfortunately, where one side of the, for lack of better words, for the, for this, from the separation, mm-hmm. um, is all like, okay, well, let's work out some time where I could see the kids, where you, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. Um, and the other person is completely illogical. Yeah, uh, and no, for, you're right. That's totally like, true. I, That's something that definitely happens. Not naming names, but I know some uh, people where it's like. You know, if you come by the house, I'm going to call the cops right. and stuff like that when there's no grounds to do that. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, um, even filing false reports about stuff and, you know, having blown things way out of proportion to mm-hmm. the point where this person, unfortunately, cannot see their uh, child or oh, yeah. their no, children. My wife, my wife worked at a preschool and there were parents yeah. who was like 
So and so's dad is not allowed to pick her up and exactly. stuff like that. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you know we're like, okay, so why is this doll so important? And it, it's not the doll that's important. It's like he says that smile. I just want to be able to make her smile that one more time, so she has that one more good memory of me. Mm-hmm. Because I think he's just come to terms that I'm really not gonna get to see her grow up and do mm-hmm. anything else anymore. Um, but yeah, un- unfortunately, like we're saying, unfortunately, this is super relevant. Yeah. Um, so it kind of takes a silly idea, mm-hmm. but it reflects some issues in society, um, or not even issues, but just things that need to be addressed. Yeah, and sort of like kinda, realities in society yeah, at this point. They're they're kind of hard to talk about. You know, it's yeah. not like, hey, everyone, le- <laughs> so let's rap about divorce. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, it's like, well, let me do this in a medium with you know that can talk to not only people that might be going through this as parents but talk to people who went through this as kids Mm -hmm. you know like a younger generation is Mm -hmm. like okay you know maybe you've been the little girl and you're like well why does so-and-so just buy me these toys and maybe it's not like well you know that's what society tells them but it's like you don't understand that there can be some more complications to where the only thing that they can really do is send you something yeah you know and it's a bummer but it's true that's true no no that's a I, th- I think that's a totally valid concern and a very, very good point. But and you also have some good points. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, don't settle for that. Right. I got it. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, a bummer that that's the way that it is. But yeah. Uh, right. Art? Yeah. Right. I was about to say, how do you feel about the flat colors? Yeah. He just kind of. Oh yeah. He kind of said. I, yeah. I, I love the colors. <laughs> I love the the brightness, and it's and it's great because you can um, you can sort of see. And the only and it was funny because when Ian when you started talking, I was thinking like. Oh, maybe that like that whole part is in his mind, and then I flipped to the end of the book to see if at the end it's still just the grays and the blues. But no, the end comes back into full color, and so I and so I I, I think that he actually does the things that he does. No, I think he does, but I think I don't necessarily think it's yeah, he may it, not be as depicted, heroic or as because yeah. I think it's not, it's not that he it's not that he's not doing these things. It's just the way it's narrated. It's through the prism that he sees it as yeah. I am doing something that is that is just around being a total bat. It's, it's yeah. the Heisenberg better word. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, being a, a total BA about yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Well, and, I, and it's funny because yeah. what you what, what Chewie, what you're saying about about how, you know, some people they they just go to visit their kids and and the other person in the family calls the cops. I mean, that could be what's happening on in the, the last, last page. page, you know? Like we don't know except like, for yeah, the I mean, blood. He, he's covered yeah. in blood, but maybe but I yeah. mean, it it's there's enough ambiguity there, right. or at least there could be. You could read into that. Oh, and that she's way. on the phone. I yeah, really, I really clear. enjoy yeah. the uh, the facial expressions mm-hmm. in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like everybody is really animated. Like in their yeah, facial it's expressions. never just like blank face. And, and no, that, it's it's very good and like it's it's not realistic. It's not like hyper realistic. Um, yeah, it's still cartoony, but and stylized, but it's still you can convey. You know, Chewie and I were actually having this conversation earlier, like what cartoony means and mm. like that there's different levels of cartoony. Um, And I feel like, yes, it's because of the flat colors and like the bold outline, it kind of makes it feel like a little more, uh, you know, cartoony in that sense. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when, especially when it comes specifically to facial features and facial expression, they take a very... um, uh, What's the what's the the Sunday morning newspaper uh, doctor drama comic strip like a we- Rex Morgan? Yeah, yeah, it feels yeah. like very Rex Morgan-y in that <laughs> sense. Does that, make, does that make sense? Yeah, it's kind of soap opera faces. Yeah, a little bit, but like uh, like almost if somebody redid but yeah. if somebody redid that comic strip, that's what this would look like. Mm. Um, and I and I kind of like that because it keeps the flat colors and the bold lines, but it gives definition. Mm. Well, and it's funny because because I mentioned earlier that it's sort of a, a melodrama where you you right. take something and those 
those sort of comic strips are also very melodramatic, mm-hmm. and so it, it works sort of on a lot of different levels. With it that. probably so that's helps. A, in that's that a sense. that's a good comparison. Yeah. What I really liked is what you're talking about the expressiveness in um, their faces mm-hmm. and how it uh, really lends itself to show don't tell. Um, mm-hmm. I'm you're right. Flipping through this again from the beginning, and I'm not reading any of the words, and I'm just saying, okay, if I if someone gave me just the images just here the if someone gave me just the art could i piece it together and right. it's it yes you know exactly yeah. what's happening yeah. here you know exactly what's going on so i think that was a really uh, i don't know what the, i don't have a synonym for it other than th- those are really it's effective a- awesome thing that yeah. they did it's right. very effective in getting that point across i agree so um where can we get this, Ian? You can get it on Comixology. I had one more thought that just kind of struck right. me while you guys were talking about the art. You um, missed your chance on thoughts. Okay. Yeah, no, no uh, more thinking. So the, well, the only thing I was realizing is I realized, you know what this is at the very end. Um, I think I, I think you guys are right. Now that you guys have brought up some of the points, I think you're right. I think it's one of those situations where um, he's not going to see her ever, ever, ever again. He, like what Chewie was saying, he's not going to get to see her grow up or do these moments. So yeah. this is all that matters. So he that's why he did all he had to do is because this is the moment that he wanted. This is what he needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so much so that it says that at the end, it says what comes next doesn't matter because he'll never leave this moment. Like this is right. all it is. So no matter, he doesn't have anything else to live for. So yeah. why not do all this? Why not go to mm-hmm. these insane lengths? And that's it's a pretty that's a pretty interesting idea yeah. that like you know, he doesn't he doesn't look at it. And that's something that I and me not being a father, I just can't comprehend that idea of like, yeah. well, you know, if I don't get to see my kid, then I move <clears> on. <throat> but like I, I know that's yeah not something that people think. You I know, mean, and I'm not a dad, so I, I can't contemplate that thought. But if trying to put myself in the headspace, I'm like, no, no one thinks. Looking that back at it too, it, it he I don't know, and it could be completely off. He might be giving. He might be creating a, for lack of better words, quote, real reason yeah. to why he can't see his kid. Um, because obviously if there's no other, other than like, well, we split up and, you know, there's no legal grounds for him to not be there, but he knows that he's never going to be able to see her again. He's like, well, let's, well, you he's know, the same like, kind of guy he is too. Yeah. This, yeah. Doesn't, this is kind of a, he's kind of a blank template to work of all he yeah. knows that he really loves his daughter and they'll do it. And, and of course, in the back of the book, there's a short letter called, mm-hmm. uh, a study in the duality of man. Yeah, I read by, through uh, that. Ryan Lindsay. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's. I think that it doesn't quite sum up. What we were talking about. I think we we kind of go off on a tangent. But that being said, it's it's really close. So you can read it from from him himself. So um, you can actually pick up this book though. It is on Comicsology. I believe it's ninety nine cents. So Ooh, you can such pick a it up deal. Relatively, relatively cheaply. Um, but yeah, Do I would it. check it out. It's a nice little one shot comic. It's um, it's it, it's interesting thing to think about for sure. Okay, so moving on from that heavy, heavy book uh, to something a little more fun. <laughs> so, Alan, it's your turn. What book did you bring this time? All right, so like I uh, like I said last time, this is a book that I've been meaning to read, and I uh, just kind of use the podcast as an excuse to read things sometimes. Uh, and so I brought Iron West by Doug Tennapel, or Tennapel, one of the two. Uh, sorry, Doug, I'm doing my best here. Um, so your best isn't good enough, Alan. I know. This is, a, this is actually a, gra- a graphic is. novel. Uh, graphic novel one shot whatever you want to call it Um, I had you guys read the first 47 pages because I figured that was enough uh, and it's a decent like cliffhanger stopping point because there wasn't really chapters per se Um, so it's it's basically about robots and the wild west and possibly a sasquatch so uh, possibly possibly a sasquatch pretty sure that's what it is (laughs) and some other things so we, I mean, Ryan, you read the whole thing, right? Yes. yes so I did I, because I, I could couldn't not. stop. I, I tried. I wanted really to, tried for yeah. like a good second and a half. I, I, I like, knew from the very it. beginning I was going to read the whole thing just because I wanted to make sure I knew what I was talking about. I wanted um, to read the whole thing, but I was afraid that I would spoil things. 
but yeah. we, we spoil everything. I think I said I, uh, yeah, the but other you told day. me only read it this far, so I don't. Oh, so did. so now we got to not spoil it for these guys, Alan. <laughs> I read. I'm gonna spoil it. I don't care. Oh, no. Let's go. Okay. That being said, you two, uh, Chewie, and you guys get to talk first before Ryan and I just go crazy on this. I yes. have a question about this. Yeah. What what other stuff has Doug done? Because I feel like that's kind of important. Earthworm Jim? Yes. Earthworm Jim. <laughs> when I was looking up just some info about like uh, Doug, I was, like, I was like, that sounds really familiar. Oh, <laughs> man. He did Earthworm Jim. And yeah, I was I like, it. I am I sold on that. Yeah. And I was looking at this. I'm like, this is awesome. Why wasn't this a video game too for my Sega Genesis? <laughs> I really wanted that. You yes. know, uh, do me a favor, Doug. Who have you, the powers that be, go go make a Sega Genesis game right now. <laughs> Somebody who will, who will make well, it. I mean, you could make, you could essentially make a Sega Genesis <laughs> yeah, game yeah. and just release it on like iOS. No, I want it in a Genesis uh, cartridge. You, you wanna, want to play a game that you can't even get through yeah, because the battery life think, of the console is two I hours you know and what? six you, AA batteries. You know what, Al? I'm not using a I Nomad. He, Come on. No, I think he actually again. recently created a game. Oh, I was thinking um, Game Gear. I'm called yeah. Armacrog, which is actually, uh, he did all the character animation and he did it using claymation really oh, that's awesome where he made actual little that's clay awesome. things okay and, you guys need to start talking before i go crazy on yeah. this okay um i speaking, go crazy speaking, crazy on this. speaking of the art style i absolutely love it yeah i think oh, it's God. super awesome the um, first page it's, is it's, just the first page is a branch well it's so like in this sort of comic this is this is not the type of art you typically see in this sort of comic it has yeah. a kind of cartoony quality to it mm-hmm. typically something like this would be very very like like realistic looking like they would try to make it really right like like glossy and fancy and nice and that and that's not saying that that's a bad style of art but this is just it's so not what you would expect but it works so well. it uses silhouettes so so oh well. yeah this is this mm-hmm. is oh, like so this good. is like comics using black and white at its finest like, this, oh yeah this is exactly like would I I mean I, I will model the rest of my artistic career off of this particular art Alan, style. Like, I love it, it so much is it because I just said I'd like it is that why you said <laughs> absolutely <laughs> because your opinion means yeah. so See, much to that me. joke I can tell back you're up being, it's only been 10 minutes no but you know what specifically draws me to this to this book is the expressions I know we just got done talking about expressions yeah. mm-hmm. but this looks like somebody at Pixar made a comic book in like black and white because they're that expressive the eyes and the mouth and just like everybody looks so different also can, the jokes can, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can I? But but unlike the jokes, can I can I spoil your fun a little bit? Sure. Um, when was this comic made? Do we know? It's recent. Fairly recent. So because I could see, and I don't know if this is true. So Doug, if you if you didn't really mean this, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to infer based on lo- art look. 2006. I see a lot of stuff that I could definitely be taken from something like Sin City. Like really? absolutely. Look at that. You tell me that's not. Something oh no! From I Sin mean, City. The, yeah. that's what or, I said. The oh, use yeah, the, of silhouettes. Oh no! I'm, I'm saying. I'm just saying. Like this is very Sin City esque. Like I have a, well, a yeah, feeling like maybe Doug read some Sin City. Was like, let me use some of that. And I, I feel I, like I, a lot of in, us read Sin City. <laughs> 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 that looks really cool. Wait, I'm gonna use that all four. All four. Of us yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, in his defense, I, I have a couple of other of his books, and they are all this like this i mean it's gorgeous that's not saying like oh you stole i'm saying like alan you want to borrow, borrow them i need those. Those. Okay, yeah. yeah i need those in my life as soon as possible no i i absolutely love i love this panel do you guys like the main character too? page 18 yes. where he's falling and it's the white silhouette yes. falling yep. through black space mm-hmm. i'm just like personally oh. i like the the one with the two miners and then the robot uh that is like coming out of the ground with the pickaxe so yeah. you have the traditional art yeah, so you yeah. have this guy on the left bold lines the guy on the right that's like shaded so he looks like he's either moving or he's just off yeah. like in the background and then the sil- the black silhouette right in front in both of them and it just Look, it paints the perfect something. motion picture in that particular it's, panel it's awesome. my nose ain't that big <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, the main character. Love Dude, that guy. Yes, awesome. I love this guy. He's did like somebody. Did somebody at Disney read this and steal that joke for Tangled? He does. <laughs> while Shoot I was reading Disney, this, I'm like, do it. This is totally Flynn Rider, right? Is it not Flynn Rider? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he's he's more transgressive than Flynn Rider. Oh, Flynn for Rider. Sure. Very quickly, but I mean, it is a Disney movie, right? This guy definitely tries to stick. Yeah, to I, his don't guns. See, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, see. I don't see Flynn Rider hanging out with women of ill repute. Yeah, yes. Rapunzel is not a woman of ill repute. No, she yeah. he doesn't have a scheduled appointment to hang out with Rapunzel. So, <laughs> so, so this book is so, for being as like you know fun as it is. It's so right. metal, dude. There's yeah. robots. Literally, there are literally, metal robots. Literally, there are metal robots shooting metal bullets at non-metal beings, <laughs> causing them death by metal. <laughs> I love the That's fact that by metal overdose. There's this this robot team. The one like super heavy guy. This has a Gatling gun for yeah. an arm, and then a yeah, tinier yeah. guy to actually spin the Gatling gun. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I love the fact that. Uh, so this is really interesting. Um, the fact that the uh, the antagonists, the the robots, their job is just to kill humans for fun. Yeah, that was because. it. For no other reason. Like, we don't want the planet. We don't want the water. We don't want to do anything other than to kill humans because that's what we do. Somebody say kill all humans? Yeah. <laughs> they I follow the kill all principle. Yeah. I thought that yeah, was really interesting. Bender. That's great. Oh, man. Because uh, that's, that's a one-dimensional character. Like, that's a one-dimensional force that generally well, yeah. you don't what's, get away with, except for in this book. What's super interesting to me is the cover is that robot. Yeah. Um, right. in, 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 in profile. And then, like, the beginning of it is that robot. You know? And then we, say, we see him, but, like, the robot seems so far in the first 47 pages to be the bad guy. And yeah. we spent all this time with, um, what was his name? Uh, st- uh, I forget what. Uh, Strucker? Strucker. Preston yeah. Strucker. Oh, Struck. 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 Uh, Struck, you know, we spent all this time with him. We're like, okay, he's the, you know, the hero. He's, you know, uh-huh. he's the lovable flood. Like, oh man, you know, like I owe people he's money, but I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to pay the up. And, exactly. You know, um, and but the Western one. <laughs> And then you have these robots come out of nowhere and they're killing people. And you're like, wait a minute. I thought the robots, were, I thought it was going to be like Iron Giant in the West. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what nope. I thought. But no, no, dude, like I'm I'm very intrigued by this so far. Dude. Also, the art is beautiful. The I will story continue so far to read the rest of it for sure. It will be. I'm not going to lie. Finished. When I got to page 47, it, it, took, I, it took everything in me to stop. I, I was like, I don't want to. I stopped. You shouldn't have stopped, stopped uh-huh. in my opinion. Alan, I think that. There's a couple of things in the at the oh, end that, that we should not spoil. Yeah. Oh, because, but no, no. Don't tell you what. No, no, no. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do Six Gun Gorilla. So next time in Back Matter, we're gonna read the rest of it. Yeah, and yeah. we're gonna okay. talk about it because then. all right. Because if you know, because that one thing that happens that I'll mention to you later. Um, <laughs> I like how you moved away from the mic. Right? <laughs> he did it, so he's still breathing. I'm leaving that uh, in. It's yeah. <laughs> it it's so much better if you the callback. Are you talking about the callback? Yeah, I love the callback. It was good. Well, also, yeah, we'll finish it. Yeah. I mean, there's a Sasquatch. Yes, there is. Yeah, that's how it ends. And you know my love of hairy mythological. Uh, I did end it there specifically because I'm like, they just introduced the Sasquatch, and he tries to like make. Is this where he tries to oh, shake hands? Yeah. yeah, he tries to make him laugh uh-huh. at at one point also, and it's just like that's not happening. So I'm like, I'll just cut it off right there, and then uh-huh. it did exactly what it, what I thought I wanted to do. So overall, like I I. I guess we all really enjoyed this book. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I really right. Oh gosh. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Where can I get something like this? Where can I, not something like this. Where can I get this? Uh, I believe it, <laughs> uh, it's been in print for a while, so you can get it at your uh, local comic shop. You also get it on Comixology. Cool. Neat. Um, I didn't get to say anything. You don't. Oh, no, never. No, okay. no, no. Okay. Let's back up. Ryan. Before we go. Go say for things. it. I loved it. It was fantastic. 
the art style is like super inky oh, and so clearly he uses super inky ink and oh man it like it looks so cool the and brush it's, strokes and it's that perfect balance of like heavily stylized but still like detailed Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's hilarious, and it's action, so funny. It's got a lot of really good jokes. I I have read uh, quite a bit of stuff by this guy, and he is spectacular. And one of my favorite things that you guys did mention it, it's barely there. Um, but the the characterization, yeah, like yeah, nobody yeah. is just like a flat. Like even yeah. like the even the 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 girl, yeah, the, the, Miss uh, uh, Miss I forget her name. Yeah, I forget too. Miss something, Miss Sharon. Miss like oh, she's yeah. not just. She's not just like a one note, and and the sheriff is the same. It's not just yeah. a one note. I love the part. Like we only see him for like a few panels, but you you kind of flesh him out with just the few words that he says. Yeah, well, and I love. There's a scene where Miss Sharon and the and the sheriff both um both have a drink, and um, and she says he's not coming back. He's not the type. And he says, if you believe that, we both know you'd be back on the first train to Kansas. And she just and she just like looks with like a shocked look on her face, and he leaves. It's just like. Like little little parts like that. There's so much like good characterization built into these characters yeah. too. It's not just and and to you know to be honest, I would be fine with just cowboys fighting robots. Like yeah. <laughs> that's it, and I'm and I'm done, and I'm in. But he doesn't leave it there. He he takes it to another level, and that's what makes it fantastic. Does anybody else imagine the bounty hunter guy as James Garner? Because <laughs> he looks, and in my head, he just sounds like James Garner. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> right. the, the guy who's like, you know the, what I'm talking about? The yeah, no neck guy. Yeah, yeah, the guy who was. He's like, if I don't come back tomorrow, with him, put a bullet in me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good times. Well, everyone in the West kind of talk like this, like they're about to break down in tears. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is fantastic. James Garner, uh, Rockford Files, also the uh, the general from he just passed uh, away recently. Atlantis. He just passed away recently. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So Iron West, read it. It's read super it. good. We'll talk about. We'll spoil it a little, little bit later on. Time. Even though yeah. we just do that anyway. I don't know what spoilers. Perfect. So um, I moving, mean spoilers. Moving sorry. forward, Ryan, since you want to talk so much. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah this is all you. The sound of his voice. <laughs> um, Ryan, my tell us about Ryan. the book. I right. dare you. I dare you to explain this book. My name is Ryan. <laughs> I'm a dad. So the, I understood the previous book perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> That's your voice. It was like listening into a mirror. The hearer, <laughs> as it were, the hearer. Um, so, Ryan, tell us about your book that you brought this time. I read this book called The Midas Flesh. Yeah, you did. Uh, it's written by uh, by Ryan North, who um, also wrote, who also writes uh, Adventure Time. And if you've ever read Dinosaur Comics on the web, that's him too. Uh, <laughs> illustrated by Shelley Paraline and Braden Lamb. Uh, lettered by Steve Wands. Oh man, this book is so weird. And so good. Yeah, it's one of those things where they take a bunch of stuff and they throw it together, and for some reason it makes sense. Yeah. Even though it doesn't at all. It's like apples. It's like green apples and cheddar slices together. You're like, what? No. Mm, This is delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Get some of that black cheese from Japan. You're getting... You're getting into the white kid thing. I'm like, Ritz crackers, green apples, and cheddar cheese. I'm like, yeah, God, I want it now. Yeah. <laughs> I think snack that's called Lunchables, snack, snack isn't it? So this book has like kind of two sections. Yeah. What did yes. you guys think of the science fiction section? I love the fact there's a dinosaur that's <laughs> also an astronaut. And a scientist. And he's accurate because he has feathers. Yep. Which is stupendous, in my opinion. Also, um, a woman with a, a, a headscarf. A headscarf. I, I, uh, forgive me that I don't know the actual name. I'm, there are about six or seven names depending on what cultural part they come Berka? from. That's one of them, but I'm, I was them. told that that's not always well, the correct answer. That one's just the... Oh, okay. Yeah. 
But anyway, uh, it's not, some sort of a covering on the hair. Right. Yeah. It, it is a headscarf of some kind. Now, that being said, you don't see that kind of character yeah. in no, comics like that's, ever. I thought, I thought that was extremely progressive. Now, cool. I also thought. Which is kind of sad, but at the same time, pretty cool. No, but I'm saying that's cool that yeah, they're yeah, yeah. doing that. Like, I, I think, you know. I don't. I don't know when this came out in comparison to Marvel's yeah. Miss Marvel. That's that's from the Middle East now. Here, here's yeah. what I thought was rad about it. You know, before you actually see her, uh, they're like, "Fatty, what's the report on this?" So I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, there's gonna be a fat guy." And then like you see her, and I'm like, "Why is why are they calling her Fatty? Like, is that's gonna be some joke because like she used to be fat or like <laughs> she eats a lot or something like that?" And then they're like, and then I like how they clarify it instantly. Like, come on, read it to me, Fatima. And yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I see. I see what they did there." They shortened her name, but yeah. they, instead of making it like an insult, it's like a cute, affectionate term. Oh, <laughs> cute. And Said the like most metal you, kid on the podcast. As soon as you get past yeah. that, it's just like, oh, character, cool. It's just another yeah. female character done. Uh, and then they have the the female, like, gung-ho captain lady. Mm. Yeah, the Joss Whedon character. The Joss Whedon character. Yeah, the, the female Mal. Joss Whedon? Joss Whedon? Oh, yeah, from Swedish. And so yeah. what do you guys the think, about the, what do you guys think about the other part where we suddenly flash back to... Like the the Roman times. I loved it. To be perfectly honest, kind of boring. Really? I liked it. I actually wanted to see more of of the astronauts, figure out what the heck they were doing. But I I realized that the other part of the story is necessary for the setup of the rest. Well, I mean, Mm -hmm. and and sort of in defense of the book, it's an eight-part series, eight-issue series. And then... Almost all of the rest of the other seven issues are in space. Uh, no <laughs> mention of Dionysus being god or godlike. Comes of any up. Kind. It comes up later. Okay, that's what <laughs> I thought. Come on, dude. I'm like, it's like my son. Dion, the, was it Dionysus? Dionysus. 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 And, you're, and you, as the clever reader, are supposed to be like, hmm. uh, yeah, that sounds hmm, familiar. Yeah. Ian, the lover of Greek mythology. I oh really, god, I love, I love Greek let's mythology. Hear it, let's hear it. Oh, but let's Dionysus hear, let's hear all god. about it. Dionysus is the god of wine. He's the he's in he's in Fantasia. He's the fat guy riding the donkey. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Thanks Please for that thrilling history lesson. Today you know on Ian explains. I really Greek like <laughs> I really like the part that takes I'm place sorry? in the mythological times because it's just like two dudes hanging out. Yeah. And I like that they say dude and like wait dude yeah they say ro- dude and man <laughs> you rode you rode all the way here blitzed yeah <laughs> like they're using like current terminology yeah. back then that being said the end of this book gets really dark really fast yes, hard true. left like stupid dark <laughs> it literally gets metal it like literally uh, precious metal jesus yeah. yeah yeah you knew that was coming. oh god yeah, yeah uh, so on. yeah he brought gets... some crackers because they had a lot of that cheese okay so for, oh, for those green you... apples <laughs> spoiler alert king midas in greek mythology ian when you want to fill us in uh, I don't know if that's is that Greek mythology. No, that's not not that I'm aware it's of. Oh, that's right. That's so, so I am that's not. That's just a thing. So that's not something. That's that just I'm a thing. With. I don't think anything yeah. is just. It's, a it's thing. Like either a folk Greek tale. or it's Roman. It's it's Greek or Roman mythology. Yeah. it's not. It's it's King yeah, Midas is known for having uh, the story. The story, story. I, I've always heard is a little it's bit. It's a different beware of what you wish for. Yeah, it's a careful what you wish for. Yeah, this is not the way it manifests. Okay, why doesn't why don't you explain how it's supposed to work? Why do you explain? Why you mean the traditional story? Because you asserted your as the historian no i didn't ryan's the historian okay, I, just so said I, like greek, the story, I just said i like greek mythology generally the story of king Midas ends with him wishing that everything that you touch turned into gold because he's usually a pretty greedy guy yeah in the in the old story definitely yeah. not here he's actually a very generous guy yeah um so in the old version he would touch things they would turn to gold woe is me you know he can't touch yeah. anybody can't eventually food, he accidentally touches his family and right turns them to gold all the food he touches in this 
literally because he's sitting on a, a couch or something and everything he touches turns to gold the entire world just chain reactions anything he's gold. touching even or anything ac- that's even touching oxygen that. even yes. oxygen and it says he dies. air touching the surface of the planet continued to transmute in a few hours everything on the surface will be covered with a fine layer of gold ash it will be all that remains then, of the atmosphere. And then you see that bird, and that bird's like, oh, what a nice place to land. And he has a little happy face, and then he turns <laughs> to solid gold. And then they, then they well, the, I like how lightning just strikes him, Billy Batson style, <laughs> out of the air. Shazam! As if he yelled Shazam. <laughs> I love how like, it's just like 12 <laughs> panels of things that are turned to gold. No, more than that. Like 24 panels. And it's just like, there's a panda bear that's gold now, and there's miners, probably mining for gold, he, uh, that have turned animals, gold. There's an alligator. He's yeah. an orangutan. He's drinking a flagon of ale, being like, Let's, let me try this ale. Oh, Shazam! That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> it it was golden up. ale. Uh, <laughs> um, so, anyway, the, the space crew, years and years and years later, land on Golden Earth, and uh, uh-huh. golden they're looking for something. Mm-hmm. But they don't mention Looking what that's something. Not yet. It's cliffhanger. But one of them is a dinosaur, which I like. But I can give you a hint. <laughs> I like the dinosaur. The book is called The Midas Flesh. So I bet you they're looking for Ooh. his his skin. His skin, yeah. That's or his 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 flesh, his body. I don't yeah. think it just flesh consumed. Something yeah. that will turn things like gold. to gold. Yeah. So uh, we need more gold planets. <laughs> this uh, <laughs> Well, think of it, it's, it's like a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah, yeah. it's true. So I was um, reading this while listening to classical music because that's what I do. Um, and it switched to some more like contemporary, that, that sounds like an oxymoron, uh, contemporary <clears throat> classical music. Uh-huh. Um, but it's like a it's orchestral. contemporary orchestral. Yeah, it's, it's, it's orchestral. Like... like Movie soundtrack or like Shostakovich? No, or just like Steve a, a person who's you know like, like music with instruments and stuff. Yeah, you know, you know the <laughs> typical thing. Uh, <laughs> it, it's not like from a movie or anything okay. like that. It was just I was like just a snark machine over here. <laughs> <laughs> this is not different than normal. Um, <laughs> He's always like that. Yeah. Watch out it's for the snark mechanism. attack. <laughs> Um, it's snarf. Hey, it's snark week here oh, on, on snark snark week. Commentary. Oh no! <laughs> every, every week is snark week. Um. But yeah, it's like something came on and it was like kind of mixing like like strings and synths and like a drum machine in a very weird way. And I was just like, this, this fits like the panels where everything is gold and I'm just going through it. I'm like, this fits magically. It's like somehow magical and devastating at the same time. Mm-hmm. Wow. This book has um, Adventure Time Roots. Yes, it in a way it just it's it's the people who worked on Adventure Time. It's otherwise completely disconnected from Adventure Time. No, obviously, but yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the art specifically. Yes, uh, in a sense that it's very like you know I, I use the word web comic. I, I feel like it doesn't but look like Adventure Time at all. No, no, not like not in like the same style, but the same um, the same lines, Tone, the same the same, the same color palettes. Kind of, it's like sure. the character design. It looks like that if you took these characters, you put them in the Adventure Time world. They would assimilate rather quickly, probably with a few more rounded edges rather than sharp ones. Their noses would disappear. Right, basically. But I feel like that would work. It would fit right in. It kind of like lends itself to almost looking like uh, like kids' book art, but it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. one level above that. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and I, ugh, I love it. Like, <laughs> I'm just a sucker for really like easy cartoony art. But um, that being said, it's not easy in any sense. Uh, all of the character designs are actually pretty complex with all the robes and. The backgrounds are really nice and thought out. All the panels like jump from one to the next very, very easily. Um, I love the 
I love the the brocation that's going on over here. The the bro vacation. <laughs> oh, brocation, yeah. all I ever wanted. <laughs> brocation, I had to drink care. some beers. Okay. Brocation. So they're swimming together. They're dancing it up with the ladies. Uh, is is Midas fighting in the ring, or are they watching? I know he's. I think Midas is fighting, and he's. Yeah, watching. I think he's fighting. fighting. I think yeah. Midas is fighting. They're he's drinking some more. They're telling stories. They're arm wrestling, as if that's a thing. Midas and, uh, gold fists. Whatever. This yeah. This looks like they should just be like, you know what? Forget our families. Let's just move in together and be like best buds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this should start awesome. a buddy cop movie after this, but Dude, it doesn't. It turns. Oh my! What if? What if? Okay. See right here, they're doing stuff. The very first thing. What are they doing? Swimming in the ocean. Right. You know what else happens with buds in the ocean, dude? Point break. Oh, Point man. break. Oh. <laughs> in the surfing. Mediterranean. Yeah. Oh, surfing. Jason Rush. Do you still surf? <laughs> every day dude they're surfing golden <laughs> waves super golden action waves bros every week <laughs> <laughs> Alan's an stuff and things network uh, etc so et cetera. you can get this on the comiXology yes i recommend it it's uh it's too. also collected physically in print i didn't say too much about it but because you, you guys Would stole you? all my yeah sentiments. well you, i no. just echo everything you said when i don't say much it's because you guys have already stolen all my sentiments no i enjoyed it and i'd like to keep reading it. it's only eight issues long too which yeah is it's 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 finished it exists in completion now uh it's i read the whole thing it's a lot of fun i agree and it's just a sign guys this is a this is a book from boom Boom Comics, yes, from their Boom Box imprint, just like uh, Lumberjanes. Yeah, they are doing the Lord's work. They are putting out Boom. some of the best comics. Boom, I will tell you, I, I, I think I, every I, Boom, Boom is Boom read, is yeah. Boom is giving Image a run for their money. Oh, yeah. some of these books, they mm-hmm. have they have appealed to a wide audience. I think I every like. Boom comic we've read so I, we've far read has been, been very Boom, is, Boom yeah. has been good. I think we've so, given them five stars. Speaking of Image books, though, um, so moving away from Ryan's book and going into Chewy's book, and I'm going to go ahead and announce it now. You guys, you two might disagree with me. And I loved Alan's yeah. book, and I love Ryan's book. But to me, Chewie wins book of the book, book, book of the really? episode. Really? Yes. Wow. I, um, I win. I am hooked on okay. this. <laughs> how, how about this? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, I not disagree. At all. Not I even disagree close. Entirely. Not even close. Let's Chewy, talk about it. I love Chewy, you. Chewy, tell us no. about your book. Okay. So let's leave the Mediterranean, shall we, from the past and venture to present day Buckaroo, Oregon. Yeah, so much. I love this book so much. The name of this book is called uh, Nailbiter, and it is a book put out by Image, and um, it's written actually by a familiar uh, person, Joshua Williamson. Now, here's here's a fun thing. I'm going to test you, um, Alan. Do you know which other book we've read done by Williamson? Uh, No, off the top of my head, no. Ghosted. Ah, yeah, Yeah, that explains a lot. So, story by Joshua Williamson and art by Mike Henderson. Um, basically, and this was the one that was suggested by uh, Jake at um, the shop that I go to, Fat. And um, so now, Mr. Williamson and Jake are going to hate me. Yeah, exactly. If they don't Both already, of them are yeah. Gonna. Well, <laughs> they already hated you. Yeah, that's probably true. So, first of all, let's talk about some cover art here, guys. It's a yeah. gentleman uh, with a with a very sinister looking grin as he bites his fingers down. To the flesh, or bites fingers down to the flesh. It's pretty metal. It's it, there's lots of Halloween's blood. coming early to four color exactly. commentary. <laughs> Actually, that that expression on his face and the way that it's kind of like mostly black and white, it does look a lot like a like a horror manga. It, like, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it looks very like manga inspired in that sense. So For those of you cool. that watch Sons of Anarchy, it looks like Jax is eating a hand. That's, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like. Um, so, anyways, let's get into the book. Um, basically. 
we follow um, a cop looking mm-hmm. in, into and investigating a mystery that kind of surrounds not necessarily this particular serial killer. By the way, Nailbiter is a serial killer. Yes. Um, they call him that because he tends to eat the hands of his victims, um, which he picks by a special trait, and that's that they uh, bite their nails. Mm-hmm. So he usually kidnaps. I think that what did they say they attributed to him? Uh, like sixty-three. So it says specifically. Uh, let's see. Edward Charles Warren. Warren's modus operandi was to kidnap innocent men and women who had the habit of chewing their fingernails. Warren would keep them captive until his victims' nails grew back, and then chew their fingers down to the bone before ultimately killing them. Suspected of forty-six deaths in California alone, this uh, peculiar appetite had the press give Warren the nickname uh, of the. Nail biter. First of all, let's look at this. The very first panel, Riverside, California. That's a mere hop, skip, and a jump away from where we are, boys. Right now, dun, dun, dun. this could be happening right I've been now. There before, oh, did man. you see a guy try to avoid eating nails? There. Do you bite your nails? No, not I did. Okay, no, I'm not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. I'm too scared. I thought too the, scared the, to the Rock of those Modern Life episodes scared me enough about like, <laughs> my nails and stuff. Um, I wonder if that had any influence on this. Where like Rocco's eating that foot in the dumpster. Do you remember that? He's just biting the yes, toes. Yeah. Yes, anyways, he can't stop. <laughs> yeah. So um, we follow this cop. He travels from uh, Texas to Buckaroo, Oregon, which is where Nailbiter is from. The Nailbiter, as he is dubbed. Right. But he's looking for his friend who called him in to help with his investigation. Exactly. This so is, this is right after he was about to kill himself and his friend called him. Here's the yeah. twist. So here's the twist, and you guys have read it, so you know. But the twist is Buckaroo, Oregon, um, apparently is the birthplace of serial killers. It says so right on the sign as you enter town. Because what do they say? Was it 12 out of the most? 16. Oh, 16. 16 out of the most dangerous serial killers in like American history or whatever have all come from that same town in Oregon. So um, partner, uh, what was his name again? The guy with the, the redhead guy? I don't know. He dies before we get to see him again. Does he or die? He just disappears. He, oh, he disappears. He has disappeared. Disappeared, presumed dead. He disappears in a town that's known for its multiple serial killers. Yeah. And he thinks yes. he has cracked the secret as to why there's so many killed serial killers coming. That from sounds like Carol. a recipe for dead characters. Carol, yes. yeah. Carol is Carol is the guy who's investigating, and the other guy is uh, the guy who's in Texas and travels out there. What was his name again? I missed the name. Colonel yeah. Rhodes. Rhodes. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he knows. No. That's, Why that's you, war machine. Oh, oops, Why are you sorry. with me? <laughs> Anyways, um, so Carol's out there investigating something. We don't really know Finch. yet. Finch. Finch. So uh, eventually uh, Finch goes out there. He's like, fine. Now, let's talk about the opening page real quick, dude. Like after the... Um, the, the horrible scene of like where they discover him, like, you know, eating people. Like the very first one where we just see uh, Finch by himself. Like, mm. what'd you guys think of that? Um, the part where he's about to kill himself. I I, I yep. like. Uh, okay, let's talk about this comic because yeah, I. You guys talk I, about I, it, and then we'll talk art and stuff. Like I that. have things to say that I say I, things. I love. Right. Now I, I I won't let it be known. I let it be known to the front. Now Alan may disagree with me, but I thought this book was fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed it. The idea behind like because uh, you sold me one thing. It's not even the serial killer stuff because I'm one of those people who's fascinated by serial killers. But not even that. But like the idea of like a place that breeds them. 
Yes. And they're all different. There's a different variety well, of them. It's like Florida, dude. A it's, Florida it's, man. It's just the idea and, and, and a mystery that, oh, there's, that, oh. that people are saying there's some sort of connection between yeah. them all. Like, sold. Like, I am ready. I am invested now exactly. and I want to continue to read. Now I want to invest. That's why. It's not the uber violence and all that, but it partially is kind of like serial killers. But the idea there's a mystery and something's being bred from this town and there's a, yeah. there's a reason why, but nobody quite knows why. And one guy seems to figure it out, but then he goes missing. Yeah. And at the end of this book, we're like, oh crap, are they going to partner with this yeah, dude yeah. like that's awesome and uh man I, I i enjoyed the heck out of it but i like the i like the thump thump part like all that like his heart beating like that um and and how it shows in the background i love the way that's laid out um i thought that was pretty cool yeah mm-hmm. so uh, but yeah that's that's my I, I'm, I'm done i'm done um kissing this book's butt now <laughs> you only talked about the first part that's but that's well, I, I love ryan, all of it. ryan what did you think Oh, like, do you, what can you this point out? This doesn't seem like Ryan's sort of book. Does well, it? I'm I, interested because Ian and I are both vocal, so Ryan. I don't, I don't know. This book kind of left me a little cold, guys. Like, really? I was just like, oh, you know, I, I don't know. It, was like it that. from the blood loss that you lost? Wait, from the what? blood loss that you experienced. There you go. It was, <laughs> I did not experience blood loss. Oh, no, right. I mean, and, and I, you know, I, I've, I have nothing against serial killer stories i mean i watched i was gonna say i have nothing against serial killers yeah, watched, but aren't you're a procedural cop show guy. i watched csi yeah i mean i don't know man i was just kind of like there was a lot of like random disparate elements in this and i'm sure that they'll sort of come up later like the part where he gets stung by b and I saw the random I girl where he sort back. of like defends her and doesn't and does and and all the different elements but i was just sort of i don't I don't know, man. It's just, I just felt like it wasn't sort of my style of book. I was, it was too much like, oh, it's crazy, scary serial killers. Oh my gosh. And I was like, okay, that's, it's fine. I'm going to go read this book about robots in the old West. I think, uh, I think that Ryan, I think you and I are in the same camp. I feel like when it comes to uh, story elements, there's not a whole lot happening here that would pull me into it. Although Chewie and Ian, I see exactly why you guys would like. You this guys book. don't like horror movies either, really. No, that's no, the thing that's is I don't thing. like horror movies, but not I just do. because. I mean, when it comes to horror movies, I'm just a super wuss. When it comes to like comic books, I'm you know I'm totally fine. It's just it doesn't pull me in because it doesn't seem like there's any thread of story that I really want to follow here. Um, I mean, when it comes to the 16 serial killers, and it's like, they'll all be connected. That's really interesting. Like, I would, That's what kept me, like, I'm like, I'm sold on this. Continue. Right. I would like to know what what they could come up with that would tie them all together. I'm just like, but when I bring it over my head and what they've already gone mm-hmm. over, I'm like, it's probably like some ring of, you know, supernatural, some, I don't know. Aliens. But I, I don't, they didn't give enough insight into the character in the beginning. I get that he's kind of depressed and he loses his temper a lot. Um but there was nothing there he's that a, I was really latching on to. He's a cop on the edge. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing there Who's that I was really latching on to. Who doesn't play by the rules. The mo- the most interesting character in this particular book that I really found was the the lady cop. The bee. Mm-hmm. For some reason, yeah, the bee. <laughs> <laughs> the bee was the best character. He was only doesn't three the panels. Bee die? Yeah. The lady cop seems the most interesting because she seems the one to be pushing the story forward. Yeah. Because before that, there wasn't the the main character is not pushing the story forward. In yeah. fact, he's trying not to. Yeah. Exactly. The the main character I I, I picked up on that too. He's just. He doesn't want to go to Oregon. He's in Texas. He kind of gets like, like, baited over there. Like, right. By but his if friend. I want, if I'm going to be like following the story all the way through, yeah. I want the main character to like care. And yeah, yeah, no, I, I it's just it's like at this point he's like, I don't even want to be here. I think he says I don't want to be here like three or four times throughout yeah. the course of one issue. Well, does he mean I don't want to be here in Oregon or I don't want to be here on Earth? Oh Cause, man, cause that's true. because maybe he doesn't want to live anymore. Yeah, I got that. That's true. Don't kill yourself. The Just, and also the there's the, things to live for. Personally. Spoiler alert: the guy at the end, where it turns out to be the nail biter killer guy yeah, yeah. that they you know go to ask for help about whereabouts of Detective Carroll. 
not a big shock. It's kind of like, oh. Well, well no, it's not supposed to be the shock, I don't think. I, I think, think you well, know. With the, with the way that the panel end. is laid out, I think it is. I think it's like, supposed <gasps> to be. What? No, I think what no, it's, I supposed think it's supposed to be definitely like a, like a, who are they going to get? And then you realize it's that dude we saw in the beginning who is a serial killer. Like, why is he not in prison? Well, no, they it's said that. same thing like Bedlam. It's the same sort of moment. They said, like, oh, as soon as he got let out, he just went back to his parents' house, like normal. I think it wasn't supposed to be a surprise. I think it was just more what it was is for that bookend moment, which I loved, where he's like, I'm there's enough for everyone which he says in the beginning when like they bust him like eating mm-hmm. people and then you see the bee again what is it with the, the bee really unsettles me for some reason first of all i don't like bees <laughs> right no nobody bees. likes bees okay second we should they do I think it's really supposed to be a hornet. i think it's supposed to be a hornet because hornets tend to gravitate towards blood oh okay. is that true i think so I don't know that. Yeah, no, I, I think feel so. like maybe there's because they're uh, yeah, no, they're carnivorous. Carnivorous. They spent they spend a lot of time in like this. They spend they spend six or seven pages out of how many? Like twenty something, thirty out of thirty pages. Seven of those pages are devoted to this girl, like this punk rock girl who's supposed to be in school and gets hit on by guys, and he mm-hmm. beats up the teenagers. And it's like, great. I'm sure that will come back at some other point it was just like yeah. seven pages for that really i don't know i what did you guys the think coloring of? in this book is super good yeah oh yeah the yeah. coloring puts the mood perfectly i really like the coloring uh, is all the yeah, scenes especially especially around that what you were talking about alan and when he's in the um when he's in the sort of like museum gift shop the yeah. red tint right the yeah the red store. tint because it, it's clearly supposed to be coming from like the neon light but it just adds this sort of otherworldly like horror element. I gotta to say, the as, I really like that as a horror comic slash horror movie in my brain. This is just paint by numbers, but it, that's what makes it good as well. Yeah. And so it hits all the right buttons. Yeah, they're not they're not pretending to not use horror movie like tropes. No, they it, even say it. There's a paragraph in the back that says they want to use horror movie tropes. Yeah, right. And, and so if I were into that sort of thing, I would probably react the same way as you guys did. But that being said, there's probably nothing here that i would pursue however if you read it and you find out what connects all the serial killers i would love to know that so i <laughs> i'll say read it alan That's what I'll say. <laughs> or you can just tell me I'll so i um you know obviously with the connection you know that we kind of have with bedlam also mm. i'm just like okay that's but that's bedlam, awesome. bedlam had this weird like uh, uh it had this well, weird yeah, but i'm just saying the the like oh, we gotta it. work with the you know the serial killer the guy with the past you know the guy with the inside or whatever yeah but that character was so interesting like he made you want to ask questions well you spend your whole first issue with him yeah. that's the thing you know we're here you're you not your spe- full first issue with finch well no i'm saying here finch you don't, is your main character here you don't yeah, spend the whole first issue with nailbiter that's the thing. I think they're just kind of, it's all set up to just be like, okay, well, you know, we're going to see where this goes. Like, okay, great. You know, the town is weird. You know, there's a mystery and you know, they got to work together. Let's see where this goes. And I can understand so, why okay. why that's not we've read you. We've read other books. Sorry, Ian. We, we've read other okay. books where the first issue has been a setup issue. Clearly, yeah. this is a this is a setup issue. Sure. Everything after this is what the actual story is. Mm-hmm. Well, this essentially is a prologue. Okay. Um. Now that being said, I I kind of feel like every number one that we read is always a good number one if it leads you wanting to read the next one and you're running to 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 go into the next one. That being said, if you are into this particular, uh, like I said, if you're into this particular scene, then yes, you probably will get drawn into the next one. But you really have to like what's going on in this first one because otherwise, grabbing grabbing people outside of this particular interest group is going to be really difficult. I agree. Okay. I agree. Um, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. So when he's in the murder store, 
Okay, uh, Rich Texan from The Simpsons. That's, <laughs> right. awesome. That's the only voice that I heard yeah. was the, the Rich Texan yeah. voice, yeah. which For is sure. awesome. And then he was like, you know, where he's, it, there's the obvious like, well, don't you think it's kind of wrong to like benefit from this? And then, you know, he's like, what are you talking about? My granddaddy was the book burner, blah, blah, blah. You know, and like, I was like, oh, okay. And just, I, I'm sure that'll come up later. But also, did you notice the cup that he's drinking out of, the Rich Texan? Take a closer look, my friends. Oh, is that Master Shake? Yep. Yes, it is. He's Why is he drinking the... out of a Master Shake? Because yeah, these guys silliness. love Master Shake, probably. That's that's probably who, who doesn't love Master Shake. But see, that's that's I what I like. It's, I think that's kind of awesome. Just like little things like that. That's really funny. But, I didn't notice um, that. I what I thought was kind of rad was um, the little thing at the end that just says like. I feel like this is the, per- the perfect way to describe it. It's like, you know, Joshua Williamson and Mike Henderson uh, deliver a mystery that mixes Twin Peaks with the horror of Seven. Yep, that's, and I'm exactly, like, that's exactly what it exactly is. Exactly what it is. And I love Twin Peaks, and, you know, Seven is like a horror movie, you know, that's just like, oh my God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to call him out on this podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna I have. Chewie hasn't seen Seven. I haven't seen Seven. You know, really? I haven't not. seen Seven either. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised you haven't seen it. I'm really surprised you haven't yeah. seen it. I we, just, should, we will watch Seven. Or... or there's yeah, other yeah, places exactly. where seven could be. Wild. So yeah, There's no, I, I feel like that that makes a lot of sense, and it goes back to what I said. If you're not into this sort of thing, it's gonna mm-hmm. be really hard to get your attention. Yeah, I also like yeah. at the end where it's just Jacks from Sons of Anarchy holding a meat cleaver, being like, "There's enough for everyone," and I'm like, "Oh man, that's crazy. That's so crazy." And Buckaroo Oregon. <laughs> Anyways, I this liked is. it. I, I liked it. it Thank you I'm for another awesome first read uh, for me, Joshua Williamson. Yes. And thanks to um, Jacob where, where for people, Where can people pick this up? You can pick it up at uh, comic book shops. I, I actually got it from uh, Fat. Um, and then also online, you know, from the place. You know, it's also Image Books, so you can get it directly from Image. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on the issue three or four right now. So it's going there. And based on. So the, it hasn't been out that long? No, it hasn't been out that long at all. And based on the covers of issues two, three, and four, and stuff like that, it's, it looks kind of like it's going in a weird direction, which obviously has me hooked. But I, I want to find. I want to crack the mystery. Cool. Well, if you want to check it out, if you like scary stuff, uh, check out Nailbite. It's pretty cool. Um, so, uh, when's my book, book of the week? Oh, but, you know, that's me. Um, so, uh, moving forward, um, we have now First Prince. That's our next section of the show. So, you're done with Here's My Issue, moving into First Prince. Okay. So thank you for the song. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we have chosen to it's read another another book by an author we fe- we featured. I, th- I think at least a couple times in the show. A couple, more than a couple, more than a couple times. Like but four, we're a big fan. I'm times. I'm a big fan of this of this author um, myself. Uh, so uh, I'll let Ryan introduce it because Ryan has a physical copy of the book. Ryan, what book did we choose to read for uh, First Prince this time? Uh, we wrote uh, we read Matt Fraction and Stephen Sanders' The Five Fists of Science. Okay. So, general plot synopsis, gentlemen. Um, it's historical fiction, which yeah. I love. Yeah. Uh oh, Alan didn't seem too excited. No, no, it's just <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to how to how to sum up this book. Like, it's, what is the plot synopsis of this? It's book? about it's about Mark Twain and Nikola Tesla fighting uh, Thomas Edison and uh, John Pierpont Morgan. 
Yes, sort, sort of. of. But they also have this idea. There's the idea in this book that um, Tesla has made some sort of, for lack of a better term, a remote-controlled robot yeah. that will that could potentially end man versus man war as we know it. Well, yeah. So I think the, the bottom line of and the this book is post Civil War, and you see, I think that's really because there's a lot of like anti kind it's of like 1899. Man, yeah. So it seems like a lot of it's anti like, like forty the, years after it's, the it's war. weird because the way that the way that Mark Twain is depicted in this book isn't how like you typically see Mark Twain depicted in the media. I feel like I don't feel I don't see him depicted so much as being like you know war is necessary but people don't need to die like that that's that's yeah. kind of the, what I got from this from no him. I feel like Mark Twain has always been sort of an idealist in that sense I just feel like like I feel like they got his grumpiness like yeah. his his yeah. sort of uh He's sort of like, He's yeah, rough. Mark Twain, and I'm going to say things, and you're going to get over it. Like, they got that <laughs> they down, got that pretty, part yeah, down pat. And his showmanship and his, his uh, you know, his his prose that he's got. That's really I'm awesome. Mark Twain, deal with it. <laughs> Which so is basically little, how he is in this book. Little glasses come down. <laughs> the sunglasses. Um, there's like an underlying. There's an underlying theme in this book where it, it's like. Uh, CSI it's Missouri. 18, what did you say? 1890. Mm. 1890. So that's I think, yeah. roughly. It's before the turn of the century. It's. 14 years before World War One, um, Civil War, I think, would probably give him most of these. It's 40 years after the Civil War. Yeah. So, not really. Well, I mean, I, I would imagine, though, if he... What, what was, when was Mark Twain born? Samuel Clemens? I have no yes. idea. It says it in the book. But he was born probably... He probably lived through some of the turmoil of the Civil War. That's what, to me, would, would have influenced... He was born in 1835, so, so. About, he would have been... A child and an early teenager during the Civil War. So, I'm getting the Civil War years right, right? Yes. It was 1842. Wait, was it? Was it, it 42 to 46? So this is 60 40 years history after, the, cast. after World War II. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to double check my source. Anyway, the the um, the underlying theme here is sort of like they're gunning for world peace in sort of the Watchmen kind of way. Yeah. Sort like of, the way yeah, that The way that, that Ozymandias it's, wanted the world to come together for a common goal. But except they they want to basically they see the arms race like that's that's yeah. coming that's coming and Mark Twain's like you know what forget this just jump let's, to the end everybody get, gets yeah. the ultimate ultima weapon yeah. and like it's, that was the final fantasy like, so it's so and, it's nuclear <laughs> proliferation like he it's, says it's it's a uh, uh, mutually compulsion. assured destruction it's peace like, by compulsion yeah. at, we, mutually assured destruction is going to happen let's just all just get the weaponry so we can just get there already and get oh, peace sorry like, my yeah. math is off so world war or civil war american civil war 1861 to 1865. Oh, I was so off. Mark Twain would have been in his 30s, late 20s. So he would have okay, lived through and 30s, seen yeah. the horrors of that war. And, and so this is thought, this is 35 years later. Yeah. Nope. Or, yeah, ish. Yeah. But I, but I, but I, no, I really enjoyed this comic. Um, I, I I like the I like that they care how they characterize Nikolai Tesla. And I like how they said, other than crime fighting, which he does at one point in this yeah. book, Everything else is exactly who he is. No, yeah, the, the fear of hair and the eating alone thing. Yes, and Nikola being touched. Tesla. He, he died. Of, he died. By the way, Nikola Tesla is a hero of Chewie's and mine. Nikola oh. Tesla. This is also why I jumped down from the rooftops with proto tasers and zapped burglars. I don't even think they were. They weren't even tasers. They were, tasers are like they were little electric metal guns. things. Electric guns. Yeah. They were electric. Shoot. They were guns that shoot Dynamo electricity. Guns. Right. Yeah. Dynamo, Dynamo guns. They were crazy awesome. Um. Yeah, I, I I dug the heck out of that. And I like how Edison was just a lackey, like just like he wasn't right. even like the the big man yeah. behind everything. He was just like a like a front. Oh, that's what I love because I hate Thomas Edison so much. <laughs> so <I> because <laughs> because none of the other world leaders would buy uh, this giant robot that they figured would be the ultimate weapons that everybody would get a hold of, thus creating ult- uh, a mutually assured destruction and a standoff. Uh, they decide to 
create illusions of monsters and then use the robot to fight the monsters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all and of a sudden... Use, and they use Tesla's one-handed helper, uh-huh. who is completely made up. Yes. Yes, he's totally fictional. Yeah. Timothy Boone. Yeah. Is it one hand or one legged? One, one hand. Yeah. That's, That's why it's the five, five fists fist. of science. Oh, okay. Because uh, like the four fists is like, <clears throat> and he goes, oh, okay, okay, five, five <laughs> fists of science. Uh, um, so yeah, I thought it was uh, it was like, and so they used the show to like drum up business, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, basically uh, they were like, gee, a giant monster. If only some there was some way to yeah. beat it. Look at that, Nikola Tesla's giant robot. I wish the government would have these. Gee whiz, that gov- those those clowns in Congress did it again. What a bunch of clowns! <laughs> Dude, you know what? You know what I really like about this book what? is all of the characters like take away their their historical significance, and they're all just really good characters. Yeah, uh-huh. like they're all just like you have the weird sciencey guy who's like, oh god, I can't believe I'm going to use this analogy. Uh, Sheldon. You know, he's basically uh, Sheldon. Uh, I know. I'm sorry, but it's it's pretty true. Um, uh, it's just socially awkward. That's what they're, that's what you meant. Yeah, but more so. He's yeah. he's quirky. Um, and then you have like the Carnival Barker, like extrovert kind of guy uh-huh. who's like very opinionated. Uh, the Baroness uh, mm-hmm. uh, Sutner, right? Yeah. Baroness mm-hmm. Sutner. Uh, so she's sort of like she's like well, she's the I don't want to say token female. That's bad, but she is. The, she's the voice of reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. financial backer, voice of reason, straight man kind of thing. Yeah. She's the pragmatic one. The cool yeah. part, though, is the villains, because mm-hmm. it's like superhero team versus b- villain team, basically. Villain yeah. team summoning the Leviathan. How metal yes. is that? <laughs> oh man! Okay, Honestly, so the, both the black goop and like the yes. oh. coming out of nowhere. I was like, this is so metal. It is. That's exactly what it is. So if there was metal. ever a time for you to describe something as metal, this would be it. Yeah. They he used a Gatling gun with darts to take to take down the Yeti. Yes. So he could bring it back to the Black Menagerie. It's a zoo of evil things that should not be. How much more metal can that be? Also, they totally like blasted this dude's arm off while they were over there. They're like, oh, send his wife our condolences. Whatever. Anyways, let's get out of here. And no, they didn't blast his arm. He shoved the guy down the hill, and the guy proceeded to get eviscerated by the Yeti as the Yeti charged ha- up oh, the hill. Oh, is that what happened? Okay. Yes. Cool. I, he's, I he's saw like guts. Welp, and then just push the guy up the, down the cliff. Oh, okay. I'm the like, guy's basically oh. bait for the Yeti. Yeah. Yeti bait. Yeti bait. Um, but yeah, dude, it got Yeti like bait. really metal, Yeti and they're bait. like, we're all satanic, and we summon the Leviathan, oh, and like, you know. And they, we, they like full on sacrifice a dude. Yeah, they kill yeah. a dude. They straight up kill the dude in a, like a ritual sacrifice. And then they like have the, the, the roots of meat that have like people in them like the bl- like the black goo like just coming out mm. of there and what what do they call them the uh the pod the podlings or something yeah, like that something yeah like that, the black pods or something yeah mm-hmm. but oh, yeah man, that was, was there was a left turn that number one i didn't expect and number two i was totally totally okay with like, and that was a weird left turn but for some reason based on the rest of this book i'm just like yeah, sure. Let's do that. J.P. <laughs> like, totally Morgan, dude, a practicing Satanist. So yeah. I wonder if everyone's gonna switch away from like Chase. <laughs> well, <laughs> that wasn't true. Well, he was actually did, a step. Yeah, if you read the beginning, all the little, yeah, little yeah. introductions, he was, he was a very I, religious man. Well, and also he was very uh, g- generous and stuff like that. You know, they're like, well, basically he's super rich and stuff like that. So we just made him like you know have connections to the dark underworld. But like he like apparently like don't was it him or Carnegie? Carnegie. Is one of Carnegie who donated yeah. a lot of money, and they were like, "Well, he's just a lackey, just yeah. because, you know." So, yeah, I love the fact that Marconi is like this bumbling idiot. <laughs> like he's like, "Yeah, I invented the radio." Like 
hey guys, I I invented the radio kit. It was like, all right, you can, you can come. We need you, so come be part of the team. Oh, come okay, okay. And then he's like eating all the time. Yeah, he's just like, oh, hold on, I need more food. <laughs> just like <laughs> dropping things all over the place. <laughs> Um, can we talk about the art? Yes, I was just gonna say that. Can we talk about the way it's printed? It looks like canvas, and it makes me it happy. Does I was yeah, I was gonna bring. It looks like old school book printing. Mm-hmm. You know, the art reminded me a lot of uh, Marvel sixteen oh two. Yes, because I think it's it's pencils with with color directly on top of it without the uh, the ink. Mm-hmm. It looks like it, it looks it almost like a lot of that. in some in some pages more than others. It's it looks like either color pencils or oil paints. Yeah, right. Depending, um, I, I, I wonder if that canvas kind of that faux canvas kind of look also uh, um, kind of brings that out a little bit more. It looks really really good though. It, it makes for nice blended colors, like these cool gradients to give uh, the darker scenes this more uh, ominous look to it. The brighter scenes kind of just look more. Um, uh, Victorian almost uh-huh. like turn of the century mm-hmm. right so it, it yeah, looks yeah. really really good in that sense um, the character design I think is hilarious just because yeah. they all look exactly the way they should yes <laughs> like they just look exactly like their their historical photos lots look. of mustaches oh yeah lots of mustaches what I really yeah. liked was how in the beginning you know you get <clears throat> it's, it's very well written but you don't get a lot of Matt Fraction's voice uh-huh. yeah. doing it like I, at first I said I was like okay this is kind of different but um, you know it's it, I'm like, I feel like they were just like, okay, we got some business to get through. We need to set some stuff up. Mm-hmm. Boom. Play it straight. I'm, and and then it starts creeping in with little jokes here and yeah. there and stuff like that. Like we're, we're, well, this uh, is early fraction. We're, we're Mark oh, yeah. Twain. This is really early. Fraction. We're Mark Twain's talking and, uh, Tim, uh, Nicola's like assistant or whatever, where like Nicola's like, okay, whatever. And like Tim's like, uh huh, go on, tell me more. Yeah, exactly. Like the little fanboy and stuff. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. But then yeah, my li- favorite one, oh, the, I think I know which one part. Yeah, the, the best part, I think the one where it's like, okay, this is perfectly like Matt Fraction in terms yeah. of just the humor was after they get to the Black Menagerie and oh, they like, part, oh no, he gets, uh, <laughs> he gets. He gets Tesla, and they lock him up in this cage with the Yeti. The Yeti. And then he's like, the Yeti? And then like Tesla is like, Yeti? What is this? And then he's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's Edison, which is awesome. Yeah, the trophy of my hunting trip uh, uh, to Tibet. The crown jewel of the Black Menagerie. Magnificent, isn't he? A giant, vicious man-eater entirely covered with hair. And then you see him, the, the, the Yeti, he's like, I'm about to eat you. And then he's just like, what better to lock you up with and he's like hair my god the hair <laughs> yes yes blah you, blah you're you afraid about, of hair Ian are you talking about the Baroness yes uh, the bar- that go go with, yeah, that's my favorite uh, one also that was, that was, a, that was a close I'd like you to meet me. my friend here hi no not you <laughs> this is another one where um, it's they're they're trying to get the Baroness to like fund their endeavor uh, uh-huh. because they're both broke by the way all the ways that uh, that Mark Twain comes up with, with to say that he doesn't have any money, oh, yeah. he has like five different ways to say he's broke. Financially embarrassed. So funny. Um, also, there's there's those. they're trying to get the Baroness to fund uh, the the thing. So um, uh, Mark Twain brings Tesla with him, and Tesla's like, "I'm Nikola Tesla, and you are." And then the Baroness just standing in front of this giant poster that says oh, Baroness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was good too. Goes, I see. Well, good for you. <laughs> such yeah. a jerk. Such and later she's like, come on, I'll make it worth your while. He's like, never touch me again. Because he was very well known. Did you guys know that Nikola Tesla died a virgin? Never oh, was wow. with a woman. Oh, that yeah. sucks. No, no, it wasn't because he worked his butt off in his workshop every day and invented yeah. so many awesome things. Yeah, Only to have that Edison for steal them all. I don't know. Those cars, those cars are working out pretty well. They those, well, cars are let's just say really it took they a while named for it his... After him. Yeah. Let's just say it took a while for people to realize that he actually had invented he all He invented a people duplicator machine. I saw that movie. Okay, great. 
Really? Uh, I, really saw David, that. I saw so David, David Bowie, do Bowie that. dressed up as uh, Tesla. David I, I made Bowie yeah, I, is I, Tesla. I made a joke. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Where can I see this movie? Where can <laughs> I see it? You haven't seen that? No. You haven't I seen haven't the Prestige? The Prestige? I, oh, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I missed <laughs> yeah. that. I thought you were talking about something else. <laughs> no, I was talking about David Bowie's Tesla making the Wolverine duplicator. I mean, that's a, how Wolverine wow. won't die, you guys. Jeez. We'll have Nikolai Tesla make David more of Bowie. Him. David Bowie. <laughs> David Bowie just replicates him whenever. I'm Tesla with two different colored eyes. Um, <laughs> wow. He yeah, um, eyes. The part, the part with the Baroness where yes. she's drunk and she's like, "Why don't you just let me drive it? Just let me pilot it?" And just like you know, being like a jerk to him. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then he's like, "Baroness, this is not a toy." And she's like, "Tesla, if I could." see the city like you see it from up there i would do anything you asked and then he's just with a serious face like you must promise to never touch me ever again now take off your clothes <laughs> Which I was, that's also great humor and then mark Queen Queen walks in and he's like oh dear god yeah <laughs> um there was no, so I, I i was talking to my girlfriend the other night and uh i made a joke Ooh, because i was Alan talking has about a girlfriend alan's got a girlfriend like a lot of times alan's it's been the whole time yeah yeah but this podcast. is snark week so so yeah. anyway uh snark week uh and so i was we were talking about jd salinger because she's a huge jd salinger fan and me not so much and so <laughs> i made the joke i'm like jd salinger is just a lesser man's matt fraction Oh, <laughs> Mr. Fraction, if you've heard that, I hope that makes you smile. She told you about really the show Comic Con. <laughs> She's like, Did you just say that? I'm like, I'm just joking in my head. I'm like, He's yeah. Sort of. <laughs> you should Mr. tell her that all your comrades He's sort of exactly. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. I have I have Chewie and Ian and Ryan behind me. <laughs> yeah, She's like, They're nobodies. Like, nope. They're nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> They're nobodies. Good times. Alan drives home alone. <laughs> Do a lot of things alone after that. So yeah, I mean, I would check check it out. It's it's if you like historical fiction, for it's sake, this is fantastic. It, yeah, it, I mean, absolutely. it's collected. It's it's not short, but it's not. It's long. a decent size. It's a decent yeah, size. It's a, it's a graphic novel, sort yeah. of a standalone thing. It has nice flow though. It has like yeah. a first, second, and third act, yep. which mm-hmm. is yeah, kind of nice. Yeah. Um, and just the characters are are really well written. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Okay, so now we move on to the four-color character compendium. So uh, this time we chose uh, a, another Batman character, much to Alan's uh, chagrin. <laughs> but um, we're doing another... Can't spell chagrin without grin. It's true. Well, uh, yeah, I think that's show, part of the root, actually. So the show Gotham, by the time you hear this, the first episode will premiere on the television set. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I know Chewie is pretty excited about it. Um, but uh, we want to talk about another Batman uh, character, a villain. Uh, there's a lot of them... Kind Kind of being introduced in that show, a lot of, of major ones. Kind of an early, early kind of uh, introduction of those characters. But we wanted to pick. You. We wanted to. Pick, <laughs> I tried to keep that silent. That just wasn't going to happen. That's okay. We wanted to pick one that was a little more. Um, uh, you know, you see the Catwoman, you see the Penguin, and they kind of brush over this character. But he's a very important character in the Batman Rogues Gallery. Um, and that character is the Riddler. The Riddler. The Riddle of Ur. Riddle me this. Los Riddleris. So, Ryan, as our resident historian, tell us tell us about the Riddler. Who is the Riddler? When was who who created the character? When did he happen? The Riddler was created by Bill Finger. Uh Heck yeah, he was. And uh, and and designed at first by uh, Dick Sprang Mm -hmm. in uh, Detective Comics number one forty in nineteen forty eight. Cool. Uh, He's been. uh, Edward Nigma, mm-hmm. pretty much the entire time. He's obsessed with riddles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he usually wears a green outfit and a green bowler cap. 
Sometimes I wear a full body spandex suit, though. Yeah, especially if he's <laughs> question marks especially, adorning it. And and I feel like there's been a lot of he's like for for sort of the forgotten Batman villain. Like he's in every Batman thing. I love the Riddler. He's the Riddler's in sixty six pop- Batman. Yep. He's in the Schumacher Batman movies mm-hmm. played by Jim Carrey himself. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's uh he's in the animated series. He's been in every Batman thing for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in quite a few things. I, I'm a big fan of the Riddler. Um, I, I like. He's definitely in my top five of Batman villains for sure. Um, but I, 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 I enjoy the character. I like the fact that he's not the kind of guy who wants to necessarily. Most of the time he's depicted, he's not the kind of guy who wants to kill someone. He's not like the Riddler, or the Jumps, the Joker, who who literally just wants to just cause chaos and murder and kill. It, the, the Riddler, on the other hand, just wants to do one thing, and that's outsmart Batman. Mm-hmm. He just wants to prove that he's smarter than Batman once. Yeah. And if he does that, he wins. Yeah. That's his mindset. It has, no, it has nothing to do with, with murdering as many people as he can. It's just wanting to beat Batman. Just sort of, like, sort of like that, that maniacal, just wants to prove that he's smart so that people will recognize that he's smart, mm-hmm. uh, and therefore, you know, he'll, yeah, he'll win, basically, mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> Uh, how did he come to be the Riddler, Ryan? Do we know? There's a lot did of origins. Did he fall into stories. a vat of riddles? Yes. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly what happened. No, he's just sort of like... He ate too many popsicles. He I was about to say, was he, did he work at a popsicle stick factory and he just, he just broke <laughs> he one got, day? He got splintered <laughs> by them. <laughs> oh, no. Now, he's, he's, one of the, he's one of the few Batman villains that has no sort of... I guess not few, but he's one of the ones that has like no powers or any sort of weird origin story. He's just sort of a psycho. I remember him. Yeah. I remember and there's been a lot of stuff like he would. A lot of the the origins will say like he worked for Wayne. Yeah, like worked for Wayne Tech or, or Wayne Tech. Corp, yeah. And so, and he got fired, and because of that, he's he gets he goes mad because they don't see his genius, they don't see his brilliance. Mm. So basically, can, yeah. this is what happens. In it's kind of like falling down, except. If oh, falling down happened in Gotham, made, I never made that connection before, and I already thought the Riddler was rad. You're talking about you're talking you're about good ma- good Schumacher movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now you just made. How does that happen? He went from falling down, and then he fell down, and then he couldn't. He, he couldn't first get back up. Falling down. I yeah. thought we knew where his career um, was going. Dude. <laughs> but that movie was so good. And a lot of people he thought just, Batman Forever was good when it came out. It was. It yeah. made them a lot. Made, it made them a lot of money. Falling yeah. down, he just wanted a cheeseburger that looked like it did in the picture. Yeah, that's <laughs> all he, he was wanted. denied breakfast. Yes. Anyways, so, but, the Riddler. Yeah, the Riddler has been sort of interesting in Batman continuity because he's reformed mm-hmm. and he's worked directly with Batman. Yes, he has. Um, well, for how long? Well, I mean, for longer than the Joker. That's well, true. that's true. Well, the Riddler. You said the Riddlers have made a lot of media appearances, so let's talk about those. So, yeah. where are some places that people might know the Riddler from, like other than the comics? Like, where uh, else is he? I mean, been? he's in he's in the the classic nineteen sixty six Batman, played by Frank Gorshin, who yeah. I, I I love his Riddler. It's so wacky and, and silly. It's well, weird because and it he, doesn't. He's almost like harmless. He's just like, well, I'm gonna make a riddle to make I, it hard for but Batman. I love, I love that he's more jokery than the Joker is on that show. <laughs> yeah. I love that he's like he always like Joker's the Joker. <laughs> like laughing and stuff. Yeah, he's and like he, jumping around like a little like Yeah, he's like Wizard of Oz around all I the love, time. I love that he had that that little bit of a I don't know, I heard Mark Hamill interviewed because he's talking about how he actually drew some from Gorshin for his his Joker, his Joker voice. Yeah. But he has that kind of wind up 
Uh-huh. That's what he called it, where he's like, <laughs> he just keeps talking and it gets more and more intense as he goes on. Like, he does that all the time. Uh-huh. Frank Gorshin does it. I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited to own those when they come out. I want to watch them, the 66 Batmans. Uh, where else, though? Matt, we know him. Uh, I mean, lest we forget the uh, the sort of insane Jim Carrey. Yes. Jim right. carrying it up. Yep. Oh, man. That he, like... I, I feel like he when people just think like of Gorshin. the Riddler now, that's what they think of is, <laughs> yes. is the Jim Carrey Riddler. Yeah, with his spiky Which red hair. A lot of people, yeah. a lot of people would say that's not, that's not the Riddler. My favorite Riddler interpretation that I've yeah. seen so far yeah. is probably in the animated series. I think they do. Mm-hmm. I think they do pretty good jobs of all. Yeah. Those well, characters yeah. To be fair, the the Batman animated series is always going to be a go to for Batman fans oh, when it comes sure. to like. If you want, this like, was a good, good characterization. This is how you deal with the character, mm-hmm. and that's why that's one of the reasons why that's probably one of the best Batman series. Like around, right? Probably the, one of the best yeah. Batman things in popular media. I yeah, I mean that that show just nailed it. Yeah, there's a actually there's a really good uh, run of books uh, that's called Batman Confidential mm-hmm. from in the in the sort of mid two thousands that it was it was they were sort of like you know continuity light just sort of fun Batman stories. Uh, Andy Diggle wrote the majority of it, but there's a there's a couple of them twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. Where Batman works with the Riddler, mm-hmm. uh, and they end up uh, fighting King Tut. <laughs> awesome! And, and it's it, and that was that's the uh, the the first canon appearance of King Tut, the uh, the Batman sixty six villain in Batman continuity. Uh, but but that's that's sort of where I, when I think of the Riddler because it's great because of the same because he's just excited to solve riddles. Yeah, yeah. and he's just like I don't care if I'm helping Batman or not. I'm get to solve these crazy riddles and so, it's, yeah. it's kind of fun and and the and his his whole perspective in that book is like well nobody's allowed to stump batman but me <laughs> i'm yeah. the riddler yeah not this guy <laughs> i am the one he's made quite yeah. an appearance in the uh, arkham games as well that, no i don't talk about video games too much but those arkham vi- video games he's he's not that's the weird thing he's he's not like super prominent like he's not like oh the joker in there like he's not one of the people that you think of right but all like the side missions all the extra mm-hmm. little stuff like the first one the riddler like, trophies it's riddler trophies and then you oh, have to yeah. go around he gives you clues in different rooms and you have to like basically take a picture of what the answer is ah, so it'll give you a clue clever. about like a villain like there'll be one where it's like oh something like this person uh, like it'll be like a clue about something ventri- the ventriloquist related then you'll see oh there's the scarface dummy and then you oh, take yeah. a picture of it or whatever and it does it and then the second one you're literally going through the city finding people he's going to hurt and saving them from traps like saw style wow. Wow. so it's pretty oh, cool yeah okay see that that's kind of um, neat so why why do you guys think that the riddler like persona why does it persist why does it keep going i i think it's because of um kind of like the it, it's why batman and bruce wayne is so popular and you know, has remained so popular because of the fact that he doesn't have superpowers. Mm-hmm. He's not, um, and you would say, well, the Joker doesn't have powers or anything like that, but he's also like ridiculously insane mm-hmm. where most people don't tend to be that mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. But like, I guess you could say the Riddler's insane. You I know, I feel like the Riddler has like tendencies. a compulsion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. And I, I've, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where I, I feel like people can relate to him because it, it's the whole thing with you know Batman being super smart. Yeah, you know, there's he's just the the puzzle that Batman is constantly trying to solve. If Batman is the right. greatest detective, you know, the, to walk the earth, then surely the Riddler is the greatest you know puzzle to walk I, the earth. I would yeah. argue. I would argue that. Well, I mean, the, like we talked about, we talked about Two Face. I think Batman villains echo and mirror the best parts of Batman. Right. So to me, a lot of people would say, and I agree with this, I think that the Joker is probably his most, his best villain, like his most, the, the one that's his most opposite. But I would argue if you're looking, if you're thinking of it like a Sherlock Holmes 
sort of sort of viewpoint, if you're looking at Batman as a detective, his Moriarty is the Riddler. And the mm, one who's purposely yeah. trying to test how smart he is. To say, oh, you say you're this smart detective. Well, go ahead. Like, figure this out. You're the world's greatest detective. Figure it out. Um, so he's constantly mirroring that detective side of him. He's, he's presenting problems for, for the detective side of Batman to solve. Right. And I actually, that's I just thought about that right now. Like, if Batman's villains all mirror pieces of what he, you know, of, of what Batman is, of, you know... If the Joker is his sanity, and if Killer Croc is his strength, and if uh, 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 you know Catwoman is his uh, cunning, or sure, his I was gonna go with something more adult. But let's pass that up. No, but uh, it, it kind of it kind of is because Catwoman yeah. represents Catwoman does represent that to to a, a yeah. I mean know, they, the, uh, the the opposite gender of Batman. The, well, not even that, but the idea that he well we won't get into Catwoman too much. I'm sure that'll be another conversation. But I think the idea that he can be happy in a romantic relationship with someone right. and it represents that this is what you could be with. Like right. this is a person who is your equal in a lot of ways, and mm. it's your it's your partnership. Perfect, perfect yeah, partner. his trust. Let's yeah. call it look, sure. challenges his trust. Mm-hmm. Um, then Riddler, in that sense, would challenge his intellect. Yeah. Correct. And so mm-hmm. he is another part of uh, the the gallery, as it were, yeah. that mm-hmm. even though he plays a smaller part in a lot of stories and he hasn't had as much like screen time as somebody like the Joker or the Penguin, even, for that matter, he, um, he yeah. is, he's essential in he, that. He just yeah. had a huge part of the New 52, though, um, in their kind of redone origin story in Zero Year. He played a big role in Zero Year, mm-hmm. especially like the, the, the middle and end part of it. Oh, man, it's all Riddler-centric. So if you like oh, the yeah. Riddler, it's a good Riddler story, too. Oh, Dude, yeah? It's... It's awesome. I've, I've heard from um, people. There's one really big Riddler fan we know, Eddie. Uh, mm-hmm. He used to work at the Fat that we go to. He works at another one now. But he, I, I remember one time it was around last year. We we're talking about Halloween. And he's like, we're like, oh, who are you gonna be? He's like, oh, who else? I'm gonna be the Riddler. You know, which was awesome because everyone's like, oh, I'm gonna be the Joker. I'm gonna be Batman. And then you know you have someone who's like, I'm gonna be Bane. You know, and yeah. something like that. <laughs> but like he was like, I'm gonna be that would the be Riddler. A terrible costume. For you, but he like um, you need the cupped hands, otherwise yeah, it's just not exactly. it, doesn't, it doesn't work unless you do this over your mouth. That's the only way. It's going. <laughs> um, but yeah, and he was so stoked to be the Riddler, which is awesome because most people, I, I I've never really seen anybody else do that. Um, and if they are, they're like, well, he's going to be the Joker. and He's going to be, so I'll be the Riddler. And I thought that was really cool. But um, he was saying, was like, dude, this this Riddler in Zero Year is like, that is Riddler. And mm-hmm. I remember reading it and being like, oh, man, he's like, he's like Saw. He's like Jigsaw. <laughs> but, I mean, there's there's not yeah. as much like blood and no, killing. No, he's just really like smart. But he, it's just pure mind games yeah. it's all the mind games that like jigsaw does minus the blood but right. instead of basically saying like i'm gonna hold you hostage and you, you have to cut off your arms if you want to <laughs> instead it's like there's a point well i'm I, gonna hold you hostage yeah. and you are you are prisoners to your city until you can figure out a way yeah. to get out you know yeah. and it, it's just i thought it was unless because awesome. he, yeah he's a prisoner it, it's I don't want to spoil Zero Year too yeah, much. So, it's awesome. But, but yeah, it's it's good. It's a well-done story arc. So you can read that, and I think you would have a pretty yeah. good handle on who he is. Yeah. You can watch the it, animated series, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You just reminded me of a really wacky story that's about the Riddler real fast. You could yeah. watch the movie Batman Forever. So when I was in when I, when I was in when I was in eighth grade, I had a bunch of friends who were like, "Let's let's do a group costume for Halloween. What are we gonna be?" And my friend, my friend, I won't say her name because it's funny, but she was really into Harley Quinn. 
And um, she uh, was like, I'm going to be Harley Quinn. And she was like dating my best friend at the time. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then my friend here could be the Joker. And then I'll be the Riddler. And she's like, well, why why don't you be the Joker? I'm like, I should have seen that coming. (laughs) (laughs) Much like Harley Quinn, she hit me with a mallet over my head, but I was too stupid to realize what she was actually saying. (laughs) Clearly, Ian, you are just irresistible. And I was like, no, man, no, man, I want to be Eddie Nigma. I want to be the Joker. I want to be the Riddler. I don't want to be the Joker. No. I want to wear the derby and stuff and go to school like that. (laughs) With the cane. I want the cane with the question mark. And she's like, I'm going to be in a bustier. And I want to be next to you. I'm going to be in a a, a really tight little clown outfit. Are you sure? Like, nah, man. Riddler. That's the way to go. Riddler Riddler gets all the ladies. Okay. Good, good well, work, we can yeah. see what went wrong in Ian's life, I guess. <laughs> no. That's no, not no. the only thing. His <laughs> life is what it is. So. That it was that moment that everything started going downhill that for was, Ian. And that was the moment that Ian and Andy Dufresne realized that he... No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so that is going to take you, us... That is going <laughs> to... Yeah, let's move forward. On. It's going to take us out of uh, the character compendium. Uh, if you have any more questions about the Riddler, feel free to email or tweet at us. Um, and take us into Back Matter, the final section of our show. Hooray! So... Chewy, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna single you out here. Okay. Chewy, uh, we, we don't talk about behind the yes. scenes much. <laughs> we don't Jeez. talk about behind the scenes much. That peaked. Our, yeah, it did. <laughs> we don't talk about the behind I the scenes much of our show. Um, but Chewy's kind of in charge of the Twitter account, and and, I, and, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm gonna I, give you. I, no, I, no, no, you don't have to. You don't have to. I'm gonna hold on. Let me let me let me say what I'm gonna say first. Let me say first. <laughs> All right. I'm going to slap his hand a little bit because typically when we read books in the show, he tweets out at creators and tells them, hey, we read your book and this and that. So he'll like mention so you guys can see and follow the people that if you like them and sometimes I'll see it. Now, we've been lacking, laxing on that for a, a little while now. But Chewy, bless his heart, was like, you know what? I will not let this stand. I can't just move forward. And day. he loaded all the tweets into a machine gun and then just... <laughs> <laughs> he, bur- he rubber banded down the trigger and threw it into Twitter. Yes, and it's just shooting updates all over the place. It's Remember true. how in the first issue I brought Haunt and I said one of the things I really liked about it was the cacophony with the braca 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 braca. Yes. That's what yeah. it was. <laughs> the automatopoeia, the automatopoeia, you mean? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, c- <laughs> the cacophony. I, we understood what you yeah, It was also a cacophony. That's true. Up, guys. So, um, but <laughs> the good the news stores? is, now the good news is, all the creators who we've read their books have been favoriting tweets, retweeting, following us, all sorts of crazy stuff. So we have quite a few people. Um, a lot, a couple of dudes who wrote, who did uh, Vandroid, Tommy Lee Edwards, and uh, Dan, McDade. Dan McDade, and also Dan McDade's what, what appears to be his lovely wife, Deborah McDade, as she describes herself on her Twitter uh, account, a comic book wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had, um, let's see, who is this? Uh, we had. Uh, oh, Ryan, Ryan North, uh, Ryan Q North, uh, Br- Braden Lamb, uh, and uh, Shelly per- Perline. I think that's for Ryan's Adventure Time book. Yep. Nice. Uh, and also brought. this week from uh, Midas, Midas Flesh. Flesh. That's on true. That book too. That's nice. right. So, so we might be they're going to get another again. tweet. Um, we also heard from... Now we're um, expecting it. We also heard from Sean Galloway, <laughs> who did uh, the Teen Titans segment of Wednesday Comics that Ryan brought, uh, as well as during the show, during this recording... Uh, we actually got a, uh, a a retweet and a favorite from Mike Allred Ooh. for Metamorpho uh, in the Wednesday This is the part of the section. show where we gloat and say, don't you wish, don't you wish <laughs> that your podcast was hot? 
like ours. Yeah. But um, that one's great. But the one we got the most uh, we got the most from was from uh, Ryan Ferrier, who uh, actually was one of the people who uh, put, helped put out uh, Fatherhood that we read mm-hmm. tonight. But also uh, was the uh, writer of Dave, uh, Dave uh, the robot one that we read a little while ago, um, and he wrote to us specifically. Um, he goes, uh, let me see. Let's see. He followed us first of all, but he wrote, "You guys, this is amazing. Thank you so much. I'm happy." Uh, uh, he, so he's re- he's really happy. He actually offered to send the rest of the series to us, um, but uh, he actually wrote us an email, um, Ooh, and I'm going to yeah. go ahead and read uh, a majority of that. There's some things I need to edit out, but I'm going to read a majority of that for you right now, you listeners. So hold on one sec. Okay, found it. Um, so he goes, Hey fellas, Ryan here. Thank you all so dang much for loving Dave on the show or for talking about Dave on the show and for your wicked words. Valentine and I really appreciate it big time. Um, thanks again. And let me know if you guys ever need anything. You run a super great show, by the way, fan for life, best Ryan. And then he wrote a PS that I'm not going to say on the show, but when it, when it becomes fruitful, we'll, we'll tell you, <laughs> but, uh, we want to thank all the creators. And, and, and even if you're hearing this after the fact, we'll bring you up next time. If yeah. you guys have any news no, after the show, it, it, um, it's awesome. We also got like a lot of new followers and people tweeting us and stuff mm-hmm. like that that uh, are fans and other you know aspiring types and people in the industry. Um, it was pretty cool. I had someone critique my critiquing, which yes. was pretty fun. Yeah, that was, was pretty cool. Yeah, he, basically, they said like you're getting better at it, and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, thank you. I'm glad to see someone else sees my genius. Ooh. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, bow down, you. <laughs> Anyways, um, well, hey, I didn't get I didn't get a comment about any sort of critiquing, so it makes me wonder if I'm just not doing good enough to draw attention to it. Oh, so I mean, um, <clears throat> if you do things right, people won't be sure you've done anything at all. So uh-huh. Futurama. I, I have some news. Um, news. It's news related for 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 to start off our back matter. It's, all right. We we start with the positive. So I got a report some bad news okay um chewy are you sitting down i am there is a rumor right now um uh-huh. i don't know if i, I want to say this to you you might get <laughs> tell tell greg capullo okay to leave batman in 16 issues why now they said that his what what they said specifically why? hold on now what they said specifically is his but his Scott love Greg I know but they said <laughs> his, it, what, what they what they've announced is that his contract is up in 16 issues this is as of September 5th now <laughs> now hold on that doesn't mean he can't continue it it just means his contract is up and he said that he's also going to work on another project with Scott Snyder called the Creech. Oh, um, that sounds awesome! And it's that kind of awesome already. A picture. <laughs> it looks kind of like Swamp, Swamp Thing, Thing with yeah. metal arms. Oh, so um, but he he said uh, he said something about it at Boston Comic Con, and then his wife showed the phone to him. Like somebody's like, "Oh my God, Greg Poole's leaving!" And his response on Twitter was, "Never said sixteen issues is the end of my Batman. My contract is up in sixteen issues. I may do Creech or uh, I might be dead. Who knows?" <laughs> so he's not. Um, <laughs> no. So he hasn't said specifically, but. Needless to say, if it happens, um, we're not there yet, but we have about two more years of him. But man, I love his Batman work. Him and him and Snyder together, or him, yeah, him and Snyder together. Oh, so good. Speaking of Snyder too, I have uh, saw and saw. saw I don't want to take all of Back Matter, but I saw no. some preview images, and they yeah. had a release of Witches. Oh uh, yeah, his work, oh, his yeah. new book with Jock. It looks terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it looks really <laughs> scary. Oh, yeah. Like, and the art looks effed up yeah. <laughs> like there's no other way to put it oh, i love jock oh so guys uh a couple issues ago we talked about how uh there was a rumored warner brothers uh 
memo that said no jokes in any of the yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was totally a, a rumor and turned out to be not true oh really oh, okay. there's a they, four color attraction <laughs> um so four, so yeah. four color whiteout four color yeah. correction is what four it color is. correction <laughs> yes um so but but speaking of of movies with comic books yes i heard some stuff got announced uh yes yeah. a couple things uh, Alan? Um, well, you well, yeah. Alan, I know has has one too. You I told me one. about one earlier. Oh a little, yeah, little briefly. Uh, so I guess uh, um, Doctor Strange has been Woo! has been um, confirmed. Yes, yes. there's a release date in 2016. That's awesome. So after Avengers two and Ant Man, so. and and Doctor rumors that Strange. I've heard uh, involve the uh, guy who directed a movie called um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Ooh. Yeah, really. Uh, he he like six months ago tweeted a picture of himself holding a Doctor Strange comic book oh, saying yeah. like, hmm, oh, I wonder if this awesome. is my next thing or something like mm-hmm. that. That's mm-hmm. awesome, dude. So, Alan, though, you I have... really liked that movie. I know some people that didn't like that movie at all, but... It was I kind of a weird it. movie. It was a procedural. It was really it was a, a court it, procedural I that, that kind of had some scary scenes it was in a it. Pro- it was a possession procedural. Yes, yes. Was. I was working at the movie theater when that came out, so I snuck in and saw it a few times. It was, <laughs> it was interesting. Um, so, Alan, what was your news, though? Okay. Uh, I hope I should know this news. I got, like, tagged in four or five different threads about it throughout the day as it got, what, like... What is it? Apparently, um, people know that I really have an affinity for a certain character. Um, Batman. Not, not green, green Lantern? Lantern. Not Green Lantern. Is it Green Lantern? It's not Green Lantern. Is it Green Lantern? What no. is the opposite of green? Uh, Batman. Red? It is red. And black. And very, very silly. And dead. <gasps> Deadpool got announced <laughs> as... Um, as an actual movie being released movie in 2016. With really? Ryan Reynolds? Did they, say, not, did they confirm Ryan Reynolds yet? They have not confirmed anything Ooh. other than it's happening. Awesome. Uh, now, that being said, this is happening, they guys. may be using that the, the, the script that's floating out there. They may be using the director of the test footage. They may be using Ryan Reynolds. It's, it's, it's still very blurry. But what we do know is Fantastic Four is getting pushed back two months as well. in favor of getting this done so that being said they probably needed more time on that although you can't really read into that i heard some interesting things about fantastic four some possibilities of how they're going to to do the movie and i'm I'm kind of i'm interested it's an i heard (laughs) it'll be interesting but on top of that there's gonna be a deadpool movie i know there's gonna be a deadpool movie i have questions there's gonna be i have to say it a few more times there's gonna be a deadpool movie hey alan is there gonna be a movie about a character that you like there's going to be a Deadpool movie. Hey, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a Deadpool movie. Yes, there is. <laughs> okay, I have a question for you lads right now. Okay. So is that, is that going to be a retort to every time we say Batman's great? Yes. Gonna be like, There's going to be a Deadpool movie. <laughs> <laughs> Deadpool, that somehow 2016. Like a, 2016, you guys. Do you, it's like... Now it's you have almost, a reason to live till you, 2016. You know it's almost... Now I had one foot, uh, one foot on the stool. right now. Yeah, I know, dude. Yeah, it's like insane. 2015 is right around the that corner. We don't have to wait very Doesn't long. Doesn't that kind of scare you, though? Yeah, hopefully they don't rush it like the yes. game. Like Universal's got a few more months. I better see flying cars and hoverboards or I'm going to be pissed. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying like it kind of it, it scares me the fact that it's so soon because I'm like, well, what if they just like rush through it? Well, here's the thing. If they already have the script, let's say they're using the script that already exists, yeah. then all they got to do is cast for it and set up for pre-production. Yeah. So the job is mostly who, done at that point. who knows how much footage they've already done and like haven't leaked and who knows if they're gonna do it in that leaked footage style well i i do know that the script uh was written by the same person that wrote the script for zombie land i'd I'd be down for that oh yeah all right question 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 so that brings up more uh things here okay so let's say 
somehow for some reason like people just it, the, the stars don't align and Ryan Reynolds is not in this movie. Mm. Who is Deadpool in your guys' mind that you guys can think of? Jim Carrey cast. No, Jim Carrey. Stop that. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure he'd love. Well, okay, the wait. Let's the... go back. Because <laughs> if they... they're both Canadian, well, yeah. well, here's the thing. Because if they do it CG Deadpool, yeah. then it could be anybody. Well, yeah, but I mean, who could? Who do you think would bring that? You know, because even like if it was CG, we both kind of agree that you know we all right. agree that like Ryan Reynolds. Would so he be just needs a voice still. essentially. So assuming it's just a voice, who would it be? Or if it was like a live action thing, who do you think could? Give the impression of Deadpool the best. Aziz Ansari. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm Deadpool. <laughs> I don't like this costume. <laughs> oh man, I'm out of. Oh man, I'm out of guns and ammo. It's a good thing I got these swords. <laughs> Chop you down to my size. <laughs> Uh, that's a really good question, actually. I'm really bad at fan casting. I, I just fan think, cast. I think Ryan Reynolds. How about this? How about we ask our listeners, of which we have a few now, to just yeah. tell uh, us who you tweet think. at us. What, who Facebook do you guys want? Us. If if not Ryan Reynolds, who? who do you guys want to be Deadpool? Yeah. Do you guys not have any any suggestions? I can't think of anything. Do you have one? I, no, I don't I like, do you have one? I don't have no, any. Don't. I was just okay. like when we were talking about them. We're like, okay, it's not casting. Let's like, let's pose the question who, to our listeners. Let's pose. Let's yeah. Let's see who they come up with and give us some time to think about it too. Let's pose the question to ourselves and and answer that question next. Back matter. Google search is Chris Evans available. But no, he's already play, he's already another prominent role in a different model. He's Marvel several podcast. other prominent roles. Yeah, but Ryan. but it's also yeah. And <laughs> in, in, in any, I think that we should answer this. I don't think we're going to spend like a half hour on it next time. But just yeah. like, hey, so last time we talked about this, blah. Yeah, we'll touch on it. Cool, sure. I like that, that idea. Yeah. Um, I, uh, real quick, I heard about the Fantastic Four movie. Speaking, I know that I think the guy they said they were getting to direct it is the guy who also did Cloverfield, and there was some rumors that they might do parts of it as a found footage type. Movie, which I think uh, would be interesting. I've never seen a superhero movie done like interesting. that. But I don't know how I feel about. Yeah, I mean, we're getting yeah. to the point where where superhero mo- movies need in to and of a, themselves yeah. aren't that big of a deal. No, you have to have either yeah. giant continuity like Marvel Cinematic Universe or and D- some other sort yeah. of gimmick. But, but this movie has already got so many artistic licenses changes to it. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, speaking sure. speaking of gimmicks, have you guys seen the back and forth that's been taking place between Zack Snyder and? Um, <laughs> have you seen this? No, yes, Ryan, I have. Yes, what? Ryan knows what I'm talking about. JJ uh, Abrams and JJ okay. Abrams so with Star Batman, Wars. Superman, and Star Wars. Just so that's a little photoshoppy, jokey back and me, forth. Well, the they've they've upped their game too. Oh yeah. So um, let me hold on. Give me a sec. Let me pull. JJ Abrams has been really good at the whole social media thing, like mm-hmm. leaking things slightly and like mentioning things like offhandedly. Joke leaks and stuff. Hey, look at this right as we're doing this uh there was uh a thing that popped up in my twitter feed about the uh deadpool movie <laughs> there <laughs> yep. you go deadpool. good thing we got to hey guys deadpool's gonna deadpool? be a movie it's true deadpool's gonna be a movie yeah so careful um, when swimming in the deadpool you might end up dead by so deadpool. yeah there's been a lot of back and forth like i know that they released um they released some photos back and forth, kind of a jokey stuff back of a CG, like a CG C3PO and a Batman cape with a rebel symbol logo. A lot of a lot of nice back and forth. But the two most recent things I really love. Um, there was some tweet about the Batmobile that they recently re- released a picture of being stolen. Um, they said like, "Oh my god, it's been stolen! It's been stolen!" They're like, "Don't worry, we found the captor." And Zack Snyder tweets this photo um, online. He puts up this one. This. I, uh, this. I don't know if you guys have seen this. You can't photo. see it in the podcast, but you see. can't you, see it in the photo. We'll uh, explain it to you so you can think about it in your mind. Um, I'll, I'll show it to you. Hold on. Hand, hand me the thing. I'll just show it to you. Hold on. Let me, let me zoom You're in so on slow it. with this. 
I'm waiting for, for it to load. Don't be a wiener. You're what? Don't be a wiener. I said. Um, can I be an Oscar Mayer wiener? No. Because that's what I, I truly want to be. Oscar Mayer wiener. Oh, that's where you're going with that already. Yeah, I was right, gonna okay. just spoken word it. Yeah. Because okay. it's funny oh, well, that way. Just they have a this. big car that drives around. It's that's Oscar true. The wiener mobile. I saw it at Disneyland one time, and I was super excited about it. Um, the girl I was dating at the time was like, so what? And I was like, shut up. Um, <laughs> I was saying more shut ups than you? Kidge. Never right. mind. Go ahead. Never Let's mind. See. Picture. Let's so see picture. this is the photo that Zack Snyder tweeted out, which oh, is, uh, this is the Batmobile over here. Okay. Uh-huh. And this is a stormtrooper being loaded into what? the back of the Gotham <laughs> City Police Department. And so I saw the picture. in response to that today, um, I saw this post and I thought it was kind of funny. I thought I wanted to share it with you. JJ um, Abrams responded to that photo um, by doing this. Hold These on. people have too much money and time they on really their hands. They really do. But he released this, this video. Is, this is promotion. He, this he, is the marketing. Yeah, I guess this, this is he this released, is how you do social media. He marketing. released a video yeah. today, uh, a short term, a short video, and this is pretty seconds. fantastic. Okay, um, I know Star Wars isn't necessarily comic book related, but oh, yeah, there's tons of Star Wars. Comic All right, books. let's just. just I, I want you both to Here see. It. I want you. I want people to hear it too, and then we're using copyright material. Hold on. Here we go. Millennium Falcon, clearly, which is awesome. Alan, please what? narrate for us the whole time, Alan. So it's uh, it, the camera is panning around the Millennium Falcon, clearly. Oh. Whoop, uh, the it, video is frozen. Hold on. Ian, Ian is trying to fix the iPad. <laughs> he uh, is currently can... holding it up to himself. His finger is on the screen now. He's dragging it through. So he's trying to buffer backwards. Okay, okay we're back. So it's underneath the Millennium Falcon. It's very intricate, actually. I, I know that they're it. rebuilding this and the X-Wing, so we're going to see how that plays a part. Okay, the music has changed. We're still panning underneath. Well, this music seems familiar. Wait for it. Okay. This music seems like and from it, another it's movie. And zooming in on a part of the Millennium Falcon. And is that... Is... What? I, I honestly can't tell what that it's is. It's the Tumblr. <laughs> what? It's like a mini Tumblr stuck yeah. underneath yes, the Millennium the Falcon? Yes, the mini Tumblr that they've tumbler added tumbler a piece that is the, mi- is the Tumblr the wow. of the Falcon. Okay. So, yeah, J.J. Abrams and Zack Snyder, I salute you both for your back and forth. But, yeah, they did release a picture, I wanted to say, of the new Batmobile. And it looks, if you've watched it's any It's sort of, of like a combination of the, the, Tumblr, the Tim Burton yeah. Batmobile and the Tumblr. Yeah. Like it looks almost, if you watch any of the Arkham Knight game footage, that's uh, what the Batmobile yeah, yeah. kind of looks like. Is going to launch him into the air so he can, like... I don't know, but that was pretty awesome when I saw that <laughs> footage. <laughs> pretty cool, yeah. It's pretty rad. You could jump in the Batmobile and, like, swerve around corners yes, and stuff. What a what? time What a time to be a comic book fan. It's right? I mean, right? We have... It has finally look, come. Look, our time has finally <laughs> come. <laughs> right now is our time. But I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be the kid who, on the first day of summer, starts worrying about when school starts again. <laughs> oh, no. Alan, one more. When, when, when is it going to end? When are we going to When are we going to go back to being social piranhas? <laughs> social pariahs? That's what I said. Social no. piranhas. You, when are we going to go back? Dang it, Alan! I thought I had an episode title in the beginning, yeah, but so you won okay, again. Right. Wait, wait, back uh. up. Back up. To be fair, that is a that's a reference to the IT crowd. If any of you uh, got that, you guys yes. are my best friends. But uh, yeah, no, I'm social not piranhas. Best friend. So you can I, you can use it if you want, but I it made you laugh for a second. All right, guys. Well, that is going to wrap us up for this uh, issue of Four Color Commentary. But before we go, we need to announce our books and our first prints for next time. So um, 
I believe uh, there's, there's some contention here. We weren't sure what we were going to read, but I think we've kind of narrowed it down now. Uh, Ryan, I, why don't you go ahead again and introduce the book for First for first Prince, considering this is one that you kind of brought up to to us. Sure. Uh, we're reading a, a uh, sort of an interesting, weird entry into First Prince. It is a Silver Surfer book uh-huh. uh, from the late 80s, mm-hmm. written by Stan Lee, uh, with art mm-hmm. by Mobius. Ooh. Mobius. He's the DJ guy, right? No. <laughs> Oh wow! He Mobius <laughs> is uh, Jean Girard. He's a French artist who died Mobius, just a couple that, of years ago. That's that's where that's the planet that Sonic the Hedgehog lives on. That's it. That's exactly it. Okay, so yeah, okay. so art by a planet. Art by a, a planet Wait. in a video game. Is, is that <laughs> is that is that the whale? The white whale? That's Moby Dick. Oh, is it the guy who gave Neo the two pills? That's, that's Morpheus. Morpheus. Oh, okay. Different. Wait, that's the 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 doctor from Spider Man that turns into a bat. No, that's, that's Morbius, Morbius, the living yes. vampire. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think so we went into a corner so it, it's called it's called the Silver <laughs> Surfer. Ian, pick it up, man! Come on. Is that those like teenagers who <laughs> yeah, transform into the Rangers of Power? No, no, that was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Is that the suit that Samus wears? She could turn into a ball. That's Metroid. No. <laughs> that's the more that's, 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 that's the morphing suit. But also, Metroid works. I'm gonna give myself points. Oh, is it that X Men character in this animated series only who can change his form? No. Oh, morph. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, the book's called Silver Surfer Parable. <laughs> Silver and, Surfer uh, Parable. Silver Surfer yeah. Parable. That's going to be our first point for next time. Cool. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, let's talk about our Here's My Issue for next time. Alan, you go first. What are you bringing next time? Okay. Uh, all right. So, so far, I have brought uh, Storm, and then I brought Iron West. So it's webcomic time, right? Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. So webcomic time. Yay. Uh, I got to say, I'm almost like... We ran through all my webcomics really quickly, or at least the ones I check on a regular basis. Uh, so I'm bringing you another one that I do usually check on a regular basis. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, it's going to be called Blaster Nation. Um, it is written by uh, Brad Brown and illustrated by his now wife, Leslie Brown. Um and they do a couple different comics, not completely kid-friendly. I'm just going to let you know right now. That being said, I'll be bringing you probably a good number of these to get you guys kind of caught up with what's going on on that. Cool. Cool. Shui, what do you bring next time? So we're going to play a game when I'm picking mine right here. Oh, I have okay. a game, too. <clears throat> I so like games. I'm going to ask you guys to pick a letter. Blue. Okay. okay that's not a letter. Um, <laughs> so your letter choice Four. is... Four. I got confused. <laughs> I done thought blue was a letter again. (laughs) Um, So your choices for letters are the letter C, uh, the letter S, the letter P, uh, or the letter R. There's so many different letters to choose from. Ryan, go. I choose letter R because it's the first initial of my name. Ian, go. We should all just choose three different letters. (laughs) There's so many options. Um, I'm going to go with the letter S. Uh, I'm going to go with P. So what are you going to do now? Okay. <laughs> it's backfired uh, in a horrible way. <laughs> it did. Flip a four sided coin. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's why you gotta only give us two options. Chewy. What were the uh what were so the no, go, go with the one that PRNS? none of us picked. Go, yeah, go, go with the, the one, one that none, none of us picked. Let's okay. <laughs> C, right? C or C. O. C or O. How many did you have? Jesus. C or O. Since Ryan said a four sided coin, coins are round, we're going with O. Okay, so the book. <laughs> well, we actually could have done a second round. And C also starts us. with coins. Okay. Let's just make him pick. The book okay. that I'm bringing is called The Occultist. Okay, and it's done by Tim Seeley and Mike Norton, which 
is um, if you're familiar with the creative team from the book Revival, which mm-hmm. I have yet to oh, bring, yeah, which I will bring, but it's called The Occultist. It is from Dark Horse Comics, and it is a mini series of five comics, but we will be reading <clears throat> number one. So cool. that's Ooh. The Occultist by Tim Seeley and Mike Norton. So uh-huh. I, I thought I had a book picked out, but I was during the podcast, I, I wanted to, um, I was kind of had a change of heart. So I'm going to give you guys, I'm play a game with you guys too. <sighs> Mine only has two choices though. Okay. And it's based Which around uh, the other podcast of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network that we currently have. So one, we have Super Action Bros. Uh, and the other one we have is Stuff and Things. Action so, Bros. Okay. Action Bros is your choice. What was your choice, Ryan? I am a host of Action Bros. So you're going to go with Action Bros I'm as gonna well? I'm going to go with Stuff and Things. Okay. Why not? Chewy, you're the tribe making both Action Bros <laughs> or Stuff and Things because they're related to the podcast and I'll explain why. I'm going to go. I'm going to be self-absorbed and I'm going to go with Stuff and Things. Blah. Okay. Thanks, so. Yeah. Outvoted. Yeah, also, were. real quick disclaimer, the occultist mm-hmm. may not be entirely kid-friendly just because it's kind of scary. Chewie, yes. it's a book that you brought. We just we read a book about serial killers. Yeah, it's okay. You don't, you don't have to give that away. On the cover of the book, the guy was eating fingers and there's blood all over his face. So yeah, I this think one will be fine at this point. On the front. So... I am going to bring a book that is very reminiscent about the type of topics that Chewie and I talk about on Step and Things. Oh, it's going to have a lot of farts. No, it isn't. Because here's what it's also kind of reminiscent of. of It's constantly kind of reminiscent of our first print tonight, which was what was our first print tonight? Uh, five five fifths of science, which is what what type of what type of, of, of historical fiction, right? So I'm going to bring a book that I've been having for had for a long time, and I, I bought it originally on covers alone. I bought all the original issues because I wanted it. It's from Antarctic Press. And it's called Time Lincoln. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I know this book. Oh, this is going to be fantastic. Okay. Um, I will not spoil because oh, every is issue has its or, has an original title for it. I will not spoil the names. I'll save those for next time. Yeah. But um, needless to say, it's going to be a fun. One. I so had heard time about this Lincoln. book a long time. I'm super excited. Now you might have a kind of a harder time finding it because I think I don't think it's on Comicsology, but I think you might be able to purchase it on their online store. Um, I'll have to look Antarctic into Press it. Press stuff is on comics. Yeah, take take a look around. You might be able to find it, but I know you can f- definitely buy it from their website. So you have two weeks; they should be able to ship it to you. You can buy the whole trade. I think it's, it's like just uh, called Time bucks. Lincoln. Time Lincoln. Yeah, Time look it up. Lincoln. Ryan, your turn. What what do we what do you bring next time? Uh, if you guys remember way 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 back to issue number three, uh, I brought a book <laughs> called Fantasy Basketball. Yes. Right. Yes. And and everybody loved Sam it, and everybody was freaking out about how good it was. Anchor well, breakers left and right. Mr. Sam Bosma just released another book, <gasps> and it is called The Hanging Tower. That oh. sounds and awesome. I just bought it today. I haven't read it yet, but I am bringing that next time. Let's yeah. do it. I'm down. And Can if you want to, if you want to read, if you want to read it, go to s bosma s b o s m a dot tumblr dot com, and there's a link right there where you can buy it for the two dollars digital. Or like nine dollars in print. I should I should mention that uh, my webcomic is blasternation.com. Perfect. All right, guys. Cool. Well, we will see you next time. Before we go, we always want to remind you of something, and this time is no different. We want to remind you that even though we're the best at what we do, what we do isn't very nice. Yeah, right. I'm Alan. <laughs> I'm Chewy. I'm Ian. And I'm Ryan. Uh, stay near mint, everybody. Stay near mint, everybody. Stay near mint, everybody. It's going to be a Deadpool movie. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.